Hey, After Buzzers, before we move on to your next topic, we just want to say thanks to our sponsor, Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. Plus, there are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Also, Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. Plus, you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership, and it's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to Anchor FM to get started. The Jericho Network on Westwood One. I'm your host, Sean X-Pac Waltman, and today on the show, we're going to um, we're gonna go over what happened uh, this weekend on NXT TakeOver, and uh, then the next day, at Backlash. Uh, Backlash. But right now, I'm going to go through the motions here and say, <laughs> what's up to Jimbo on the couch? What up, Sean? How what you up? doing? I got my stuff back. Hooray! Finally, I got okay. my suitcase back from the fuzz. From the fuzz. Yeah. <laughs> they even called the fuzz. Yeah. No, that was that's great. I, that's I'm wearing my favorite jeans now again. Nice. So I'll wear these things for about four days in a row. Everything was in your bags, though. Nothing. Yeah. Was folded up. Oh, it was really? All folded. Yeah. Nice and neat. That's cool. Yeah. My my computer charger was in there. Oh yeah. 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 But I already had to buy another one. Oh okay. And so whatever. Whatever. Anyways. Now you got an extra one just in case. Yeah. yeah. Back yeah, up. so enough about all that. Um, uh, and we have the lovely TK Trinidad right Hi. here. Yeah, and then uh, to her left, and thank you so much for joining us, Bill. For we sure. have Bill Hanstock from uprocks.com, from uh, the wrestling the wrestling section of Uprocks with Spandex, which is a sweet-ass name. I love that <laughs> name. Well, you know, you, I don't, you probably don't know the history of that. Please tell it, me real quick. When Uprocks uh, started, it was like a, a collection of a bunch of different blogs. They were all sort of the same network. And it was uh, there was a television site called Warming Glow. There was a, a film site called Film Drunk. Uh-huh. And then there was a sports site called With Leather. And then <laughs> Brandon Stroud took over With Leather. And then he had to fight for a couple years. Cause I, and also over SB Nation, I had to fight for three or four years to, to get people to, to let me write about wrestling. Uh-huh. Brandon was fighting that fight over Uprocks, and he finally convinced people, "Hey, wrestling's worthwhile. There's mm-hmm. a mil- there's millions of people who want to click on wrestling stuff. Let me have a wrestling site." So they gave him a wrestling site, and he named it with Spandex, which is sweet. Yeah, and and it's got the little mask uh, graphic, which yeah, is yeah. we're uh, we're hoping to set up a store soon. I was oh. wondering, like, do you, I mean, are there shirts or anything? We're gonna like have that? shirts very soon. Yeah. I would hope so. Yeah, what I'll was, wear one. What Thanks. was your way to convince people who aren't wrestling fans that they need to? Like let you write. And that's about that's the trick is because the people up top at every sports site don't understand wrestling. And wrestling's they don't like care the, about the it, and they, and they don't and they with. don't see they don't see what we see, which yeah. is that one 
people are always going to want to read about wrestling if they're wrestling fans. And two, they're never going to be able to read enough about pro wrestling. Like, if there's a thing that, about pro wrestling, they're going to click on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and, and that's what we do all day long as wrestling fans. We read stuff and we mark out about stuff and oh, we yeah. love stuff. Um, but uh, th- what it took to convince people was uh, over SP. I can't speak for Brandon's experience, but for me, well, Brandon's experience was his raw reports did like triple the traffic of like everything else in the <laughs> site every week. So for nice. years and years, so, proofs in the numbers, guys. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but for me, over SB Nation, it was, hey, why don't you let me write a WrestleMania preview and we'll see how it goes? And they said, okay, fine. So I got to write a WrestleMania preview for SBNation.com. Did what a ton mania? of traffic. They thought it was really entertaining, even for non-sports fans. I think it was for 28 or 29. Um, and then I did the, the recap for it. It had to have been 28. Then I did the recap for it, and it did great. And then by next WrestleMania, I was out there covering it, and I've covered every, every WrestleMania since nice. for my job. And Uprox is huge. Yes. Yeah. Huge, man. Yeah. Like, I looked on Alexa... And it was really high up in the ratings on Alexa, which means it's need, a big deal. We need to have your, we need to have, get your help telling the WWE Uprox is great because oh really uh, yeah because we you know uh, last you know last this past year the past several years they give like exclusives to sites you sure. know like they like when they did the Hall of Fame announcements like Sports Illustrated got to do one ESPN got to do one and CBS Sports got to do one and uh, for the win got to do one. And after all of those finally came out, I looked up our traffic, and we, we we're so much higher in like monthly unique visitors than any of those sites except for uh, ESPN, and we're only like a million page views behind ESPN. Gotcha. So, so what do you think? The what, what do you think's behind all that? <laughs> it's not me. It's not me. It's not me. Uh, it's just I think it's just gonna take some time. But, I mean, we have a good relationship with them right now, so it's just nice. we're hoping to, to finally to, to one day get to that. Hey, here's an exclusive that you guys can have. You know, that's of the that's the brass ring. Yeah. <laughs> well, with that, do you guys have trouble getting on red carpets and stuff because all these other outlets get picked up because they have a bigger name? We supposedly? don't have trouble getting on the red carpets that everyone gets on. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's just the WWE stuff, huh? No, no, no. I mean, yeah, no. Like, like if the you know the 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 charity red carpet before WrestleMania. Uh-huh. Uh, like oh, we can get I on that. We, we can get on that stuff. We, mm-hmm. the, the the red carpet at. Uh, the Hall of Fame, you yeah. can get on that. The red carpet at you know SummerSlam, 2K event, whatever. We get on all those, no problem. But if there's like smaller events, like you know, just whatever, like a person's in town, sure, it's very hard to to gotcha. get, get into that. Yeah, I know how they can be. Mm. Even even and with I'm me, bad mouthing the guy. No, of course not. I get you. I mean, I've, I've I've experienced it too, and I'm in the family, right? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I get yeah. it. And um. Oh, by the way, uh, we have on the line. I'm pretty sure. Hey, Mark, is uh, is Justin Barrasso from Sports Illustrated on the line? I believe we have Justin Barrasso from Sports Illustrated on the line. Nice. <laughs> yeah, how about that introduction, huh? <laughs> <That's great. laughs> hey, uh, Justin, well, are you there? Afternoon. How are you good doing, afternoon. man? Hey, hello, Justin. This is Ground Control to yeah. Justin Barrasso. Yes. <laughs> hey, man. Hey, I uh, can hear you, Sean. Yeah, and I can hear you as well. Thank oh, you terrific. for. All right, great. Thank hey, you for having me. Yeah, no. Hey, fascinating to listen. Tell everyone, uh, tell everyone about the article, and uh, I just read, I just saw it. At, uh, you got, you posted about three hours ago, didn't you? Yours, yeah. Wednesday we run the weekend wrestling, so it's uh, it's a compilation of stories. It was kind of originally centered like a Sunday notes uh, for baseball or, or basketball, and you know, I was kind of nodding my head as you guys were talking about 
you know, wrestling fans, it's funny. If you ask a kid in 1996 who their favorite athlete was and they told you Sean Waltman or the Lightning Kid or the one two three Kid, you almost had to defend that, which is <laughs> yeah. funny. If you, if you said it was Chris Chelios or a hockey player or Scotty Pippen, you know, I think people would nod their head and be like, oh, I get it, he's great. But it's funny, wrestling fans, and I, you know, I grew up watching wrestling too, which I think helps the writing aspect of it when you, when you appreciate it and, and, and really enjoy it. It's interesting because I think we had to defend ourselves for so long. Now that it's gone mainstream, it's nice that we can find long form on ESPN, at Sports Illustrated, Rolling Stone, Up Rocks. There's so many great places. So we have a story with you today, Sean, on chemistry in wrestling. But we also have a weekly column with Tetsuya Naito. It's translated from New Japan, and he talks about would he ever consider wrestling WWE stars like Brock Lesnar and John Cena. He talks about Kenny Omega. We have uh, Daniel Hinkles in that as well from Five Star Wrestling, talking about his pursuit of CM Punk. And we've got some stuff that hasn't posted yet today as well. So, yeah, I I really enjoyed your piece because it's so interesting. You look at what Bullet Club's trying to do. Well, Sean, nobody knows it better than you. With NWO, definitely was watered down with overexpansion, but you got it right with the X. Yeah, and and we tried to, even though we saw what was going on with the overexpansion in NWO, at least we kept the like you know while I was still there, we made sure the, the Wolfpack was the Wolfpack, yeah. regardless of whatever happened with anything else. So, and we talked about that a little bit, um, uh, and uh, so and that's kind of what they're doing in Bullet Club, with right? The with elite. the elite, yeah. yeah. And they've actually all to a man, Kenny Omega, both of the Bucks, Nick and Matt Jackson have talked about how. That's the inspiration, even if they can't control. Because a lot of times, and you touched on this too in the piece, you can only control so much, right? right. I mean, it's funny. I remember a Chris Jericho interview years ago, and he was getting asked why he loses so much. And he kind of got irritated and snapped and said, I don't decide whether I win or lose. I just do what I'm, you know, by and large, I do what I'm told. I, I can't make those decisions. But it's interesting. that So they can't control who's in the club and who's not. Though they have been pretty selective and they have some you know, strong members. I think there's a couple exceptions to that, but... With the elite, that's definitely, I mean, you need yeah. a special core group. You need chemistry in that group. You look at, you know, Waltman, Nash, and Hall. Well, I mean, there was, there was years of, the reason it works so well on TV is because it works so well off the camera, too. I think that's a really important part of pro wrestling, too, that isn't always, it's overlooked. When you, and the Hart Foundation's another one. Those guys yeah. were family. It's interesting when you have a group that are legitimately close. A lot of times when that transcends on television, it works really well. It's magic. It's magic, Justin. You know, um, and that's just something you can't fake that. People know, man. I mean, our our fans are inc- are, are incredibly intelligent. I don't care. Like, we've underestimated our fan base for so long. It's re- Ridiculous. It's a wonder we still have one sometimes. You know? I mean, it's not... Yeah, I also think it's, it's interesting, too, when you look at the original NWO. I know it's, it's, it's never been done before in the United States, and it's, it's very cutting edge. But watching Nitro every week now, there's still a, a grace period where Hogan, Hall, and Nash... I think Hall and Nash are. But they're not on the same page with Hogan, and Hogan's not on the same page with them. I mean, you, you lived it. But it definitely took some time for them to build some, some genuine chemistry. Yes, it did. And but it, I, I want to say it took about a month, maybe a little longer. Uh, well, actually, it might have been long. It might have. See, because I was my my uh, my um, my intro into WCW was delayed because I kept having trouble getting my uh, my release uh, from from the from WWE. 
Uh, I, I, it, it wasn't like they were in a hurry to give it to me, you know? And I guess I don't right. blame them. But uh, so, yeah, no, by the time I got there, I could feel the chemistry, if even like just backstage, you know, like how everybody was, you know, no pun intended, clicking with each other and just, you know, the vibe, the vibe with, with everyone. Uh, but yeah, man, um, you could see it like going back now, if you watch it, you can see it develop over the course of, the, uh, you know, several weeks. That's for sure. But it's interesting because, you know, this is a unique facet of pro wrestling or you know, sports entertainment, as you will, where in pro sports, if you're putting up numbers and you're delivering, they'll always find a home for you. Yeah. You'll always have a team. You'll always have a spot. You're a commodity. You'll always have a role until so you can't produce. But in wrestling, it's unique. And using that example with the NWO, Hogan just turned. So it's really, a, you know, an uncertain territory. He, yeah. didn't know he'd be, he couldn't have imagined he'd be as great as he was. Paul and Nash, I know it's revisionist to say, they knew the NWO would be as big as it was because there's no way they could have. As great as they were, there's no way they could have known they'd be that good at that role. So everyone's kind of protecting their spot. Wrestling's a very cutthroat business. It's entertainment. Yeah, and, and you got to think. You got to remember this too. You got to remember this too. Where we came from, it was the Shark Tank. Down there was the was the Country Club. That's just how it was, man. And we were hungry, and that, and so. Yeah, it was vicious, and like to to have to pull back and and not just like, you know, you, you almost take a predatorial role in a way. You know, I hate. And to I'm sound not sure like you that. can come back from that once you have that philosophy or that mentality. I'm not sure there's any going back, and so it's very unique what you guys did. And you can see it still reverberates now throughout the business, but you can you can definitely see a divide between old school and new school. Yeah. In 1997, 1998, 1999. And you know to. Go back to the article. Uh, we were talking about uh, Marty Scroll. I'm a big Marty Scroll fan. Uh, actually, the villain gimmick is like one of the greatest baby base gimmicks I've ever seen, in my opinion. Like, and talking about chemistry with the people that 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 I I cherish. That there's a chemistry he has with 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 oh, the yeah. fans. That like I don't know if anybody's ever talked about that. Like with his gimmick. I don't know. I think it's because people have seen him grow over yeah. the years and totally change from Party Marty. Yeah being on a reality show in England to the character he is now yeah. that embraces that British style of wrestling and taking yeah. it back to the old school and everything from his outfit to his entrance. I, I always wonder, I got to ask him when he flies in from England, if customs is like, why the hell are you bringing an umbrella? In oh, he actually, you know, he sent one of those, <laughs> he sent, he sent one of those at WWE headquarters for Jack Gallagher. Really? That's awesome. Yeah. That's amazing. Not really. I just made that up. <laughs> <laughs> what is it, Sir William the Third? Right. Yeah. That's his umbrellas. But name. but Justin and and Bill, like I was I was talking about this. As long as the guys you're bringing in uh, are a net positive and are adding something, like I think it's a, it's it's it, mostly it's not a bad thing to you know to add to the uh, add to the group. But I, just to throw a T-shirt on a guy, just you know. Like they did, you know, with the quote unquote B team NWO, um, a lot of the guys. I just and I'm not naming names because there were some B team guys that really, you know, they brought. A lot, they did bring something to the table for sure. But um, you know, you don't want to get. Charlie, go ahead, man. I think it ties. In, thank you. I think it ties into your Calvinus. So yes. It didn't mean Val was bad. It didn't mean Sean Morley had a had a lousy character that couldn't connect with the crowd. That had nothing to do with it. You know, that was great in his role. But your Excellent. point was, and correct me if I'm wrong, 
it just didn't work for the group. It didn't have that right fit for the group. And that's why when you throw a T-shirt on a guy, it might look cool. But I think that's, that's the point you made that was brilliant. You just can't throw guys in just because. Even if they're good on their own, it doesn't mean they'll fit. Yeah. And that's where this is something that the Bullet Club guys that are running that, the you know, the like, you know, uh, Omega, Bucks, those guys, um, you know, they say they can't control uh, who's in the Bullet Club or not. Uh, I say BS on yeah, that, man. I, I would think they probably have. Yeah, if they put, the, if they, if they, you know, if they don't want somebody in there and they go, no, yeah. I guarantee you they'll get their way. But, but the, the, the important thing is, even if, even if they are getting their way and even if they aren't getting their way, what they've done, just like you said you, you made sure to do with the Wolfpack, is they're making sure that they're cultivating that the elite, and for a brief time the super click with yeah. Adam Cole, they're making sure that the elite of the Bullet Club is the elite of the Bullet Club. That's, right. that's a brilliant idea to brand them as the elite. Like that's such a a brilliant idea yeah. is to say we're the elite of the Bullet Club and to have that be your name of like these three guys, these four guys are the leaders of the Bullet Club and everyone else is in the Bullet Club and they're cool, but these are the guys. Yeah. Yeah. If I wasn't in, um, if I wasn't in, if I wasn't in, on the WWE contract, maybe I'd be a Bullet Club member. I think you're probably already you an honorary member. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're, you're like a, a Bullet Club member emeritus. I don't think they have, they've actually, in interviews, complained that they don't have total control, but I think it's kind of like pro sports. When you argue a call, you're really arguing the next call. You're angling for that next call. Like with Captain Captain New Japan, uh, Bone Soldier. Yeah. They obviously didn't get their way there, but I think they made their point pretty clear. You know, yeah. they are, are so now the next time comes around and there's someone who they don't like or isn't a good fit, I think they can definitely uh, be heard a little bit more clearly and a little, a little more clarity because clearly no one knows the group and you touched on this in the story. No one touched knows the group better than the ones in it though. It's their baby, it's their creation. That's right. And I and, and you know, and I get it, you know, the I understand where they're saying, like, oh, we don't have control over it, but, you know. Again, I'll say, you kind of do. Yeah. You just maybe don't know it. So, so what did you, I, I know that, you know, NWO is out of your hands. Yes. You're still trying to make sure that the Wolf Pack was its own thing. But, you know, they're, for so long, the, the reason NWO got watered down is because the, the, their attempt at bringing every new person to the NWO was like, oh, it's sh shocking if this guy joins. It's That's shocking right. if that guy joins. Yep. And then it stopped being shocking because everyone was joining. Yeah. How did you, you said it was a Shark Tank versus a country club. So when you went to WWE and joined DX, how did you guys then maintain control of, no, this is DX, no one else gets in? Well, they only tried to do it with Val Venus. Oh, actually, no. I think they tried to shoehorn Test into the, into the equation, too. Like, oh, as a body. And we just went, no. No, we see what you're trying to do there. No. I just, I, I guess we just, um, that we just said no, as a matter of fact. <laughs> you know? And, and actually, not just saying no. I, let me take that back. Um, you guys, Justin, Bill, everyone. Um, you have to have a good, you have to be able to articulate a good reason why not. Sure. You know? Or if you, it's just like when I say, you know, when you go in and you complain that you don't like what they have for you, and it's not, you know, I don't, this is, this sucks. Well, you better have a better idea. Mm -hmm. You know, even if it gets shot down, you better at least have something on deck to, to offer them that's better than what you say sucks. Mm -hmm. So, anyways, um, yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just start rambling on and on here, Justin. Um, but I think that's the, you, you hit on the key thing, and that's what, you know, I think 
all of us either enjoy or, or, or you know, Up Rocks or whatever site it is, Sports Illustrated enjoy doing, it's, people ask me if I get tired about writing about wrestling, right? and I always laugh and say no, because I rarely ever write about the matches, and there's yeah. nothing wrong with that. I don't, I don't. There's enough people that have, already do that. Oh, absolutely, and the veteran me at it. But I love to write about the backstory. Like, one of my favorite stories was WrestleMania 30, and Steve Austin's account of, I think Hulk was pretty happy just to be part of it, but then The Rock and Austin both wanted to go on last. You know, when they opened 30 with the three megastars and who was going to go on second and who was going to go on third. And I loved Austin. Like, I'd rather talk to him about one of these stories than, you know, a certain match or a certain moment. It's moments in yeah. pro wrestling that are so much fun. And Austin talked about how, you know, Vince, he didn't know, but Vince promised them both the last spot. I thought that whole saga was very, very compelling. And that's the unique thing about wrestling. Wrestling, it's fun to watch, but then it's fun to read about the backstory where in the NBA or the NHL or Major Baseball, I think it's, it's infinitely more fun to watch the game. The stories are, are, are nice to buttress around it. But, man, in pro wrestling, sometimes it happens. You lived it. What happens behind the curtain is even more fun than what happens on television. Don't you think if you if you know some of the backstory, like, don't you think it just enhances the actual oh, matches yeah. when you watch mm-hmm, them? Like, sure. don't you just care 100%. a lot more? Yeah. I think you're way more invested. Yeah, hell yeah. So, What else is up, Justin? What else you we got? We got some the- fun stuff coming up with New Japan. We have uh, the chairman, Shigabayashi. That'll be a story coming up soon about their American invasion of New Japan. Right. And I think it's interesting, too, because my, my really line of questioning was, I think they're going to be great in Long Beach, New Japan. I think they're going to be fantastic. The show's sold out. They added more seats. Those sold out. But to me, the question is about New Japan. It's not what's going to happen in Long Beach. It's what comes next. Yes. So we really focused on that. I believe that story, it's not going to run Monday on the holidays, the following Monday, because how do you compete against a, a juggernaut in WWE when you don't have weekly television, when you aren't firmly, you know, you have access, and that's going to be a lot more current. But I think the New Japan situation is a very, very interesting development. And next week we have, next Wednesday will be, Monday we have a Q&A with Neville, and Wednesday will be the Week in Wrestling Again, the column. Uh, we've got Rey Mysterio, he talks about, he, how he would be open to working for Impact Wrestling with the with the talent exchange if they're able to make it work with right. with AAA and with with uh, Lucha Underground. God, that whole thing just what a what a mess, huh? That just sounds. Anyways, that sounds sketchy. Yeah. yeah. Well, right on, man. I pre- hey Justin, I appreciate uh, appreciate you coming on and, and hey, great job on the article, man. And like and um, come, when come back on again soon, man. I'd love to. Thank you for the time and. Uh, Appreciate the opportunity to be with all of you. No, man, I appreciate you, you coming on, man. Thanks, Justin. Take care, guys. Thanks. Sweet, Justin. I, I, Justin did a sh- uh, did a uh, piece on Scott and Kevin and I a few years back mm. when we were uh, doing a show for Big Time Wrestling up in Maine somewhere. Mm. So um, I like Justin. I wonder if New Japan doing this U.S. invasion yeah. might fall into the Dragon Gate USA situation that happened, where Gabe took everyone he liked in Dragon Gate and was going to try and do it in the U.S. and it wasn't really working, so then he was the like, no, that, I'm going to go with Evolve. I'm going to yeah, focus on that, Evolve. Well, he was doing both at the same time, but the reason the Dragon Gate USA stopped working is because at the beginning, because I, I was at the first Dragon Gate USA show, the ones they had, yeah. uh, one they had out here, um, the reason it stopped working is because at first they brought everybody from Dragon Gate out that everybody wanted to see. You're talking and, about the Shingo Dragon Kid show? that happened like years ago in, yeah, yeah, in July yeah. Yeah, okay yeah. okay um, when they first started Dragon Gate USA they brought out everybody from Dragon Gate that everybody wanted to see they brought them all out 
and on those first couple shows they had like the the six-way fray or whatever the fray match where they had just a bunch of local guys that Gabe had been wanting to get into ROH or was curious about so he you know got these younger guys on the show and Johnny Gargano and Chuck Taylor were big parts of that Jigsaw and as Dragon Gate USA kept going they Dragon Gate was sending fewer and fewer Japanese wrestlers from the Dragon Gate roster yeah. and it just started becoming like oh that's the that's the the promotion where Gargano's the champ and you know there's all these there was a lot of cool wrestling it just wasn't Dragon it's Gate it's not Dragon Gate well, that's what you, right? you say about New Japan that's, like New Japan needs to have yeah. New Japan refs and a New yeah. Japan ring and New Japan announcers exactly. I don't mean a sh- an old indie ring with New Japan turnbuckle pads on it and try to make people think it's not gonna work. Right. You gotta have the the New Japan ring with those funny looking rounded on the top ring posts, mm-hmm. and uh, well, actually, they probably changed those by now for their for their rings in, even in Japan, haven't they? Like, I just I, I think I'm going back too far. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't remember the ring posts. I just know they have the the Toru Yanu. Uh, yeah, the, the boxing yeah, style yeah, yeah, yeah. turnbuckle pads. pads. Yeah, yeah, which I hate, but that's a New Japan <laughs> thing. Right. It's hard to bongo bust for people with those. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, you know. I can't imagine that being easy. Yeah, so, uh, you know, it has to be... They have to keep it... Yes. They have to keep it at least, like, 60% New Japan people. And I know there's a lot of gaijin who are wrestling in New Japan right now, but the the draw for people... And, and it continues to be a draw when they do whenever they do World, War of the Worlds and ROH. Like, yeah. they, they do these shows all the time with ROH, and it continues to be a draw because Okada's there, and Naito's there, and, uh, you know, uh, Tanahashi's there, and Tanahashi's injured right now, which yeah. sucks, but... Like they, they have to bring out the big New Japan guys every time. And if they're not bringing out the big New Japan guys every time, they have to at least bring out some of the champs. That's right. Yeah, and there's enough guys on top that they can for sure send somebody from yeah, yeah. on top uh, every time. I would think. And also, or like, don't do the or don't do the tour. <laughs> right. Just don't yeah. do it. You know, don't make this an afterthought. And also, I think like so. I think the Bucks have the junior tag titles, yeah. and War Machine has the heavyweight tag titles right now. So it's like. You're already gonna have four of the champs on the yeah. shows that are that live here. Yeah, and I so and I, hopefully they bring red shoes over to referee. Oh, they'll they'll bring them over for yeah. sure. They just have to keep bringing them over. And and they have to have the announcer, the Japanese announcer. Sorry, I I know you guys might think we need an American uh, American announcer. No. Well, they're doing Jim Ross for the Access TV shows for the ring announcing. No, uh, oh, oh, I'm talking the about the ring announcing. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. You're right. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, and the streamers, all that. Yeah. You know, it's got to be all that. It's when we went to W, when WWF went in '94, I think it was, for a, a, a Japanese tour. Yeah. When we went over there, we worked with Tenru a little. I yeah, mean, yeah. that's kind of, and we used their ring with WWE turnbuckle pads on it, and you know, it it just wasn't. Uh, I remember Fumi Saito going, "Look, this isn't a." authentic WWF show. The people want to see that, what they see on TV. Yeah. They want to see Howard Finkelring announcing, who was the, you know, the, the main announcer back then. Yeah. And I mean, they want the whole thing, everything they see on exactly. TV. That's how they want it. One of the things that has entertained me the most over the past few years is uh, a couple years ago I became friends with one of um, the the main German announced team people for WWE, Holger Boschen. Okay. You know Holger? Yes. It's like I don't know him well. ponytail and glasses. Yeah. yeah. He was a great dude, and he was telling, like, I was asking him, I was hanging out with him one time, and I was just asking him, like, so what do you call a clothesline in, in German? Like, what, what, how do you say that, how do you say attitude adjustment? And he said, <laughs> and he said, like, we don't, we call it attitude adjustment, we call it yeah. clothesline, because the people who are the wrestling fans in Germany, they want 
us to call the real names of the moves. And I was like, man, that's awesome. Wrestling nerds are the same. Because, like, right. when we watch Japanese wrestling, we're like, no, that's an Oshiguroshi. Like, you know, like, we, <laughs> yeah. we, we, we try to be like, no, that's not, that's not the real move. So, like, I, I just love that it's universal. That, like, when we're geeks about something, <laughs> it's the same to be a wrestling geek in every country. Full Have nerd. you noticed, though, that it's contagious other ways to, okay, like, I... I know something that made me smile. That gave me a really big smile. When they were announcing, when the ring announcer was announcing the matches at NXT TakeOver, which we'll get yep. to, obviously, in a little bit after mm -hmm. the news. Um, when they go, this match is one fall. All and the all the go, British are like, one, one fall. fall. It wasn't the British. It was the whole freaking No, but that's something they took yeah. from the UK tournament when everyone noticed that, oh, like these yeah. guys say that, and that's come to America. Yeah. British people are great with chance. They're yeah. really yeah. good chance. <laughs> They're Sometimes a little us. too much, but... They're better than us. They're passionate. Because yeah, right. what we started is the 10, which is the worst, and then the sweet, which... Oh, uh, one, two. Sweet! sweet. It's, it's cool for, like, if you do it a couple times, but, yeah. like, not every two count in every match and every show. <laughs> <laughs> well, all right. Um, let's... Hey, TK, how about we get to our new segment here? All right, let's get started. Xbox One Two Three Sixty Wrestling News. I'm really excited about this one. Have you seen The Bachelorette? I I can't say <laughs> as I've actually seen an episode, but I I've interviewed some people from that show. Uh, <laughs> On tomorrow oh yeah, show. tomorrow show. Yeah. Um, so The Bachelorette. Um, this is actually the first season I've watched myself. So I was really involved in it um, because this is the first time there's a black black bachelor. I think this might be the first one. Yes. Like yeah. any, yes, anything. Yeah. Um, so the first time it's a black bachelor, and um, that's just an interesting dynamic as, as it is because the guys are all crazy. Right. However, who caught my attention was Ring of Honor wrestler Kenny King. He was the first one up on the show. So we have a little clip of him. Uh, Hello, Rachel. I'm the pretty boy Pitbull Kenny King. Now, I've wrestled all over the world, and I've won all kinds of championships. But I'm coming to the Bachelorette to win your heart. I love wrestling, but it isn't anywhere near close to the thing that I love most. Daddy! Come here, baby. All right. curly-haired ball of energy named Mackenzie Rachel Lane. <laughs> Mackenzie's my 10-year-old daughter. She's the best part of everything about me, man. I'm going to miss you. I'm going to miss you too, baby. I'm ready to bring the right woman into Mackenzie's life. And I hope that it's Rachel. She's smart, she's successful, she's completely my type. I've been around a lot of rings in my life. Maybe the next ring that I touch is the one that I give to you, Rachel. Oh my god. Oh, so <laughs> cheesy. So cheesy. <laughs> so that was what? the right amount of cheese. Uh, yeah. Like, perfect. Just the right amount. Perfect. Yeah, man. That's the right contestant. Yeah. I, I really like Kenny. You know, and, and and I'm gonna say this really quick. Uh, has nothing to do with any of this except for um, it's his mother, man. Kenny's mom had, uh, you know, she came down with cancer, I believe, like, no. not that long ago. And, like he he talked about it on social media, and uh, and all that. So um, it's not like I'm saying anything out of, out of school here. But yeah. I man, like, I reached out right away because I mean, you know, man, that's his mom. Yeah, and and he's a really good guy, and I've been in the ring with the guy. He's a super guy, man, mm -hmm. super. Um, I worked with him on a show uh, back when I was still like whacked out and yeah. just kind of wandering around in the dark. Yeah, for FIP down in Florida. Yeah, yeah and uh, uh, anyways, 
I just think that's I. How, how do you think he's gonna do? I think he's gonna. Do I think he'll make well. it pretty far. Yeah. I think so. No? I think he's got yeah. enough character charisma that they'll want to keep him on TV. Yeah. I don't think he'll win, no, but I think yeah. he'll get enough eyes on him and his character and brand, if you want to say, yeah. that yeah. when he goes back to wrestling, more average people that well, yeah. wouldn't have watched wrestling before are like, oh, I saw that guy on The Bachelorette. Let's check this out. Yeah. So something yeah. that, some, not that I'm an expert on The Bachelor either, but uh, something that they like to do is they like to pull people from the current season to be the next right. season's mm-hmm. Bachelor, right. and he has enough charisma in character to where I think ABC might Ooh. want him on the selection board. Maybe not, he may right. not be able to do that scheduling-wise, right. but if, the, if it doesn't work out for him, there's also that possibility as well. I think that he'll make it at least to mid-season. I don't, I don't know if he'll make it all the way to hometowns, yeah. but he'll, he'll make it to mid-season at least. He'll definitely be on a Bachelor in Paradise. And I don't know if they'll do an African-American Bachelor right after an African-American yeah, Bachelor. Yeah, like too much just for America. Too much for America. Just too much for ABC. Like too much for a network. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, oh, we can't do that. Yeah. People will complain. Yeah. It's oh, they'll say we're all the white people. Right? I hope we get a shot of like Rhett Titus shows up. <laughs> hey, so I'm, I'm just I'm just thinking about this. Like, was it this last season there was this dipshit named Chad? Yes. Some wacko that yeah. was like getting all in people's face, all roided up. One. I'd like to see him try it with Kenny. Yeah. Guy like, somebody like that. That's right. Or I would have loved to see that guy do that to me. Oh, oh boy. Anyways. Well, he did make you, it to the next shot? round. What's that? A hooker? a hooker? You mean like a prostitute? Yeah, no. <laughs> Straight shooter? <laughs> Straight shooter? Uh, so he did make it to the next round for next week. So just in case you want to nice. tune in to, to see all that. Yeah. And uh, there's a major update on uh, WWE Superstar with the ESPN documentary. So um, from what I understand, um, Ric Flair, uh, they, he's, he's already shot this documentary and it's been out. For, it hasn't been out, but it's been it's been sitting in an sitting for a long time a yeah and uh, pwinsider.com is reporting that it's supposed to be coming out the 30 for 30 sometime this year huh so why has it been sitting in the editing bay has anyone heard from rumor that i What'd heard you hear? was uh he gigs on who'd you hear that from besides me that was who i heard it from <laughs> no but I, that's just a no i heard it uh I think just like random talking in wrestling locker rooms and yeah. whatnot, like oh, Flair, yeah, all over I, the place. yeah. I guess he. These things got to play it out. Together. I guess he got to lay it out and like yeah. coast to coast it or something yeah. on live on camera. And uh, I guess WWE wasn't happy. About yeah, that. that's what I was wondering because I know WWE like controls mo- all their content. Yeah. So I don't like was this approved or how did this? This, this isn't a WWE thing, though. This right. Yeah, but still, yeah. like when they heard about it, they weren't right. happy <laughs> at all. Yeah, because they have all that they have, like you know, uh, the Beyond the Ring and everything that they have on their channel. Not to say that he shouldn't have done Thirty for Thirties are always amazing, sure. um, but I'm just wondering if he didn't include them or what happened. No, it had nothing to do with that. It was just when they found out about the oh the content. That. when he said flares flare and he does yeah. what he wants. Yeah. yeah. What is it better to yeah, ask it doesn't for matter. Like, than ask for permission yes, in the situation? Yes, yeah. and he's still the nature boy Ric Flair. Yeah. Well, and they talk always to, will be. They talk to a ton of people. Yeah, Vince McMahon, yeah. Undertaker, Triple H, um, obviously his his family, uh, Jim Ross. So, yeah, I don't know. Like, We'll, we'll see, hopefully. Either way, it's going to be. I, I can't imagine anything like that on Ric Flair not being great, especially yeah. when they, when you know, ESPN. ESPN oh my gosh, it. 30 for 30s on anything is... Yeah. And they have different producers that do different yeah. 30 for 30, yeah, yeah. so it's not always 
you know, it's, yeah, it's always different. Yeah. It's always a different team. Yeah, but it's not like some that. like crap pots. And this is different great. from because Scott Hall's was E60, right? Yeah. Okay, yeah. so this is. And I'm looking different. forward to Bill Simmons' uh, Under the Giant documentary too. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if that comes out before the Flare one. You think? Well, because so PW Insider reported that the Flare documentary is coming out September 8th, mm-hmm. yeah. and everybody ran with it. And I got an email from ESPN this morning saying. There is no date for the the documentary, but it's definitely not September eighth. Oh, so exclusive, really, <laughs> not exclusive. They sent that email to everybody. <laughs> They're like, stop promoting this. Yeah. No, Bill, it's exclusive. <laughs> <laughs> Dang, I'm gonna ruin it for us. You know, I was gonna send it to you first anyway. It's a, it's a Xbox one two three sixty exclusive. <laughs> oh man, I love it. Jeez. All right, so a new um, New Japan announces uh, has a major announcement for us. Can't imagine what that is, but go ahead. <laughs> um, so uh, they announced that in 2018 they're going to have a U.S. subsidiary coming coming here. So it's something to look forward to, something different beyond everything else that's going on. It's going to be happening in Long Beach. So yeah, I guess. yeah, and we're going to have a United States champion, an IWGP United States champion. I remember, okay, I remember having a meeting with uh, Inoki back when uh, when China and I were going to go. Um, have a match in the Tokyo Dome versus Chono and Tenzan. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I remember talking to him about, like, you know, New Japan should be over here doing something, and, you know, IWGP would be the, the, the perfect name for it, you know? Like, I, I, I always loved that name, IWGP. Yeah, yeah, International Wrestling Grand Prix. Very cool. I have but, a question for you. Yes. So, um, when you are in the ring and there's, like, tens of thousands of people around you. Do you hear them or do you not hear them? Do you see certain people in the audience? How, what's... I I hear them. I, I can tell you this much, though. Not everyone does. And even guys that have been doing it for a long time still don't hear them when they're out there. They're, they're they, it's, you gotta be in the moment to hear the people and they're projecting too far ahead. Mm. But, um, yeah. They just get tunnel vision. They shut out. Sure, and it's the nerves and all kinds of things like that. But um, it's definitely to really get to that next level. You really need to be able to hear them. Yeah, you got to play to the crowd. You got to yeah. sense when it's time to do things. Hey, so you guys, uh, any idea who's going to be the new IWGP United States Champion? Cody. Oh shit, dude, that's genius. <laughs> I mean, like when uh, when when they first announced it, and they showed the the belt. Uh, I was talking to Brandon about it, and uh, he just he said the, the belt. Uh, I was talking to Brandon. Oh, they announced this thing, and uh, Brandon was like, "They should just put Cody's face on it." <laughs> Is there no one else that you can think American of that would be American, American Nightmare? Yeah. There's a lot of people that they could put it on for sure. I mean, they could put it on Trent. They could put it on um, Kenny. They could put it on Jay Lethal, you know. Jay Lethal, yeah. He's in it. The first two announced are Lethal and Page, Adam Page. So are are any are there any big heavyweights in the tournament? Probably. Is Mike Elgin in it? Probably. Huh. He'll probably be in it. So we don't even really know who's in the tournament. Yeah, we don't yet. know the field yet. Oh, okay. But it's going to be the, those two nights. It's going to be the tournament, the two night tournament tournament for that belt. Plus, they say like Okada's going to defend and mm-hmm. Naito's going to defend. So. It's gonna be there's gonna be some big events. You're going, right? Yeah. 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 <laughs> you booked, you booked? Are you gonna give us an exclusive that Sean's <laughs> yeah. booked for the uh, 
So yeah. Is there weight classes for this title? No. no. So it's uh, so it's not like junior weight, heavyweight. It's just also I don't know if you heard US Sean that they, kinda. you know, the Battle of Super Juniors is going on right now, or Best of Super Juniors. Oh is yes, going on right yes, now it is. Tournament. Zack Saber Junior is not in it, and the rumor is that they want to hold him for the G one and push him as a heavyweight. Zack Saber Junior. Yeah. Wow. Really. Yeah. Interesting. He's I wonder. Got, if, he's got a month and a half to gain some weight. Gain yeah, some man, weight. that's a lot of weight. He's to tall. Hear. He's like my height. Yeah. What is a heavyweight considered? Yeah. He's about six foot. What huh? is like a weight class for heavyweight in New Japan? New Japan's like two hundred, around two hundred. Two ten ish. But yeah. he does not weigh two ten. No. <laughs> he weighs less than Balor. Oh, way less. Yeah. Yeah, way less. But I mean, I, I, I see. I don't have a problem with that. Sure. Because what I mean, he makes up for all that and. You know, every he other hard. Yeah. He hits hard. He yeah. hits, hits. twists people up. Yep. Yeah, so. He just doesn't look like a heavyweight. No. Like, in any way. <laughs> but, you know, like you said, he makes up for it. And then, he, like, anybody else? Anybody else? No? For the, what? For, for the, the for American? The, yeah. There's, I think, like, I think every, I mean, I don't know if Rocky will be in it, but, like, I think every guy gene that is under, under contract in New Japan yeah. will be in it. Plus, probably some dudes, like, Bushi, maybe evil Sonata. Like, I wonder if they'll bring any old school, like led New Japan legends. That would rule. That would be great. Like Scott Norton. Well, I mean, yeah, Liger's awesome. on his retirement yeah. run. Or yeah, or guy, or the Japanese legend. Yeah, yeah. Muda. Sure. Get Vader in there. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know he'll show up if you tell him. Yeah, but he <laughs> might not do the job. Take a count out loss. It'll be fine. Then you come back for a rematch. Yeah, yeah. Then I'll put you over. <laughs> is Osprey supposed to be in it? Osprey, I'm sure I'll be in it. Yeah. Okay. So. He's another. That's another. That would be another favorite to like. If Osprey, if Osprey, Ricochet, and Cody yeah. are in the the tournament, those would be my my. I'd say those are my favorites. I just really think when you said Cody Rhodes, that hit the nail on the head because he's American and he's the American nightmare. Yeah. Like it all fits Plus, together. Everybody like. He's maybe the most recognizable, marketable person that New Japan has right now, mm-hmm. and everybody loves him. He's so in demand everywhere in the world right now. Like, yeah. why why wouldn't you put the title on him? Yeah, no, I, I, that's something I would definitely uh, consider. And all his sure. mainstream exposure from being on Arrow, yeah, for it sure. all it all helps. Yep, sure. Somebody somebody tweeted. Uh, I don't know if it was a poster or what it was, but it was a lineup of. The 1993 Top of the Super Junior tournament I was in. Hmm. It was like it was myself, Benoit. I'm t- this is are that guys. Are still Pegasus Kid? Yeah, sort of. <laughs> sort of. Let me th- no, he. I mean, I, they were calling him that, but like. But he was he no he mask. Did, yeah, I would not wear the mask. He'd wear the tights with right. the Pegasus on it, but no mask. Right. So you, Benoit. Yeah, uh, me, Benoit, uh, Dean Malenko, uh, Fit Finley. Too cold, Scorpio. Jeez. Oh shit! Eddie, was that Eddie, Eddie? That's right, because I had a hell of a match with Eddie. And then the the Japanese guys were El Samurai, um, uh, Hero Saido. It says uh, Pegasus Kid, El Samurai, Dean Malenko, uh, um, Flying Scorpio, which is I'm guessing is Too Cold Scorpio. Otani, Black, Black Tiger Two, Liger, David Finley, uh, Lightning Kid. That'd be you. Yeah. Yeah. Black Tiger too. Yeah, that's what it says. It's Eddie, right? Yeah, but Eddie wasn't Black Tiger in that, huh? Anyway, <laughs> and and and, um, and also Osama Nishimura was in it, and uh-huh. uh, uh, so God, we and I, Lance Storm uh, replied to the tweets like, 
X Pac looks like he's twelve years old. <laughs> I looked like I was twelve years you old until I was about so twenty. Young. Yeah. Well, I remember the first time the first time I I saw you ever was in GFW, your Lightning Kid. It was on ESPN after school, and and I was like, this, this kid's so young. Like he's really the Lightning Kid. Ridiculously like, <laughs> young looking, right? Yeah. Yeah. How old were you then? I was 19, 18, 19. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Just turned nineteen. Yeah. Yeah. You already had a kid. I one on the way. <laughs> yeah. Were really? you ninety six, ninety seven when Anoki put together that giant show that had like a WWF match, a WCW match, a, a New Japan match, a CMLL match? Were you part of that? Was or? that here in the states? Yeah. No, it was here in LA, right? Yeah. Yeah, was that like the some festival like peace wrestling something? Fest, yeah, something? wrestling for peace or something. <laughs> yeah. And was wasn't there like some AAA stuff on there too? Yeah, every, like basically every promotion you can think of yeah. had uh, a match on there. Wrestling for peace. It, crazy, like crazy. When I was in, in Japan, uh, no matter what promotion we talked about or like we were around somebody from there, their office people. It always seemed like Inoki owned part of everything, man. Probably. Everything. <laughs> it was crazy. Did you ever work for Baba or just Inoki? No. Yeah. No. No. And uh and he was he passed away not too long after I was you know, I started going over there. Sorry I keep interviewing Sean. So. Don't, no, 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 it's, it's okay. That's yeah. that's that's fine too. Yeah. That's I that's a good thing. Okay. It's, it's just fine. But yeah. um so yeah, what else is going on in the news? One last thing. <laughs> Are we good? Yeah. I'm just going to you. In, uh, the Impact president has a mic drop moment. I'm going to let Jimbo break it down because there's so many moving parts. Basically, uh, <laughs> TNA is upset that Matt Hardy claims that he owns the rights to the Broken Brilliance gimmick, but they claim they own the rights to the Broken Brilliance gimmick. So he was like, hey, I'm just going to put your contract out online and show everyone that we really own the rights. And that terrible. wasn't really a cool thing to yeah. do. So uh, regardless if there's a um if there's a uh, confidentiality yeah. or a non disclosure or whatever nuts. involved yeah. in the contract. We're just gonna put it out there and Reddy called him out on that. Yeah, so. they yeah, just keep online. throwing wood on that fire and giving Rebby and Matt more ammo for the court. It's such yeah. a bad look to yeah. to like be like to be the president of a company and be like Let's publicly air. And like he sent an email to PW Insider to do it, and he's like, "I have a log of our contacts between lawyers," and it was just a list that he wrote. Mm -hmm. Wow. Of like May third, this happened. It's like that's that's not proof. I mean, it's one thing when a talent like is out there, you know, um, you know, uh, running his mouth, run, yeah. you know, going off or, or venting. Because I mean, I. I kind of that's the only uh, platform a talent has. Yeah, sure, sure. Yeah. You know, to different. get their side out. But like as as a right. as an owner, as you know, as yeah. a company owner, it's just like you say, a bad look, right? Yeah. Well, well like yeah. so when Swagger went on that show, Jack Swagger went on that show. Yeah. That called Chill, in the pod, podcast show. Chill. Oh, he went on. Shell uh, Sons. Yeah, you're welcome. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and yeah. he and he said, you know, I, I got my release from WWE. I'm free agent now. Then like the next day, WWE put out a statement saying. It's not released. Like he hasn't been released yet. Like yeah. when when he does get released, he'll have a ninety day no compete. So like that makes sense. You have to get out ahead of like when everyone's reporting on a thing. Right. And, and I mean everyone's reporting on the Matt Hardy impact. Yeah, it's stuff. been going on for a, a but it's, couple. Yeah, months. yeah, it's going on for months. Yeah. And like, there's a difference between like we're going to clarify this with a press release and a guy sending an email to everyone being like, here's excerpts from a contract. Here's a log of con like. 
No one cares made, that much. It made yeah. me think of when we interviewed Christopher Daniels and I brought up the whole like bad influence name and he's like, oh, TNA owns that name and we were like, okay, we're leaving. Can we use it? And they're like, no, we own we're it. not going to use it. But we're not going to use it, you. but neither can you. Yeah, exactly. Like why? You're talking about like they never put out a shirt for them. Yeah. Like, what why they would they do, do that? Right. <laughs> Shady. Yeah. It doesn't make them look good at all. Like imagine Vince McMahon doing that. It would never happen. See, here's the thing. He I'm... used to do stuff like that though. Vince. Vince. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like the sure. local, like in the local New York market, he used to like go on and be like, "Now Ted Turner's been saying this about me." <laughs> like he used to do that. Sure. Yeah. I mean, I don't think Vince is isn't uh, you know above letting things get to him on a personal sure. level every now and then. But but that was then, and yep. this is yeah. now the WWE is a, a billion dollar publicly traded right. company. You can't yeah, go no. on TV and be like, now let me tell you a thing about and my And the way information is shared now yeah. is a lot easier to get that information yeah. than playing telephone with people. And, and, then, yeah. and them showing the email of contacting WWE about the broken thing, yeah. and them being yeah. like, oh no, we're not interested. See, they're not interested. So, I can't believe that actually happened. Yeah. Come yeah. on. I can't either. So, what do you think would be? Maybe they're just the not interested in talking to them about it. Yeah, I think because uh, Meltzer went uh, afterwards. He was talking about it on, on Wrestling Observer Radio. He said what he understands is that WWE's not interested in pursuing the broken gimmick on their end because Matt's already pursuing the broken trademark. Because so they're so WWE's content to be like, there's already legal stuff in motion yes. for Matt's end. We don't have to get involved in this at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, if they do, then it's I. I wouldn't. I wouldn't want to uh, go toe to toe with WWE's legal no. team. No, yeah. but at the same time, T- Impact does know that they they are they are catering to a one buyer market right now. There's only one entity in the entire world that's interested in these trademarks right now that can like have, potentially has the money to buy it. Yeah. And so they can just set their price. And if WWE is want to do it, then whatever. And Matt Hardy's already... If they set the right price, Bill, um, Vince very well may go, sure, okay, sure, here. Sure. Yeah, if they were like 100, 100 grand. Yeah. Like, yeah, But sure, don't whatever. be ridiculous. It's right. just like when Vince went to all the territories and offered to buy them out. Yeah. And so many of them were like, oh, F you. Well, okay, if, if you don't want to take my money, I'll just go and put you out of business. Yeah. But at the same time, Matt's been doing the voice on TV. Yeah. He's been doing the delete hand gesture. Like... Impact really felt that they had a like, like open and shut on, case. Yeah. They'd already be filing season sure. I wonder if he think they'll do something like fake razor, fake diesel, where they have like broken characters come out as <laughs> broken people, even Maybe. though because they own the rights I, to it. Like, I would I wouldn't terrible. be surprised if like they did a tongue in cheek like broken EC three thing or like broken Eli Drake thing because those guys can pull off like being wise asses about it. Yeah, mm-hmm. broken spud. <laughs> How good would that be? Yeah. Oh, see, that's man. that's the see. I think that's the old like WCW WWF like petty stuff, right? Where they'd be like, yeah, let's let's have like the Gilbert thing. Like, let's find the dumbest guy and give it like the the least credible guy and give him the broken gimmick. Like, I think now we're in a new era of like if they're gonna poke fun at it, they're at least gonna have like talented, popular people do yeah. it. Mm-hmm. You remember? Did somebody <laughs> fart, or was that, that Lula was, snoring? That baby Lou. Oh, boy. I somebody <laughs> farted. Uh, <laughs> I know she started snoring, and Bill's like, oh, yeah. um, and I was trying to communicate, this This is normal. It just happened. <laughs> 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 oh, damn. What was uh, that? No, what was that? I was about to say something. Yeah, oh, I know what I was going to say. I was going to say, I'm rooting for Impact Wrestling as a promotion sure. to do well and thrive, but I'm not rooting for them in this particular situation. Yeah. 
they they got such great people there, so much talent, and I th- I, I really thought that it was going to be a lot different once they got sold but it hasn't been different so no. far and, and I'm just I'm still waiting I want like you said I want them to succeed because the more wrestling companies that are in business that are, are successful the better for pro wrestling as a whole mm-hmm. yeah just yeah. waiting for it to happen <laughs> but you know if, if Impact doesn't doesn't get the job done you have ROH you got New Japan you got and oh ROH, my god you got a ton of wrestling a ton of yeah. excellent wrestling out there and Sinclair Broadcasting just bought that other like, Tribune they, yeah so yeah, they're that's gonna huge. be so ROH could potentially be in like almost every home in America now so yes yeah they, that's they, the thing they got it wide open for them Sinclair is to, I'm pretty sure they might own um, more stations across the country local stations than any other yeah, company they do, there they, is they do now yeah I, I, I'm a little, like, I'm wondering, like, are they going to let this, I mean, FCC is going to let this thing go through? Back in the day, that would never happen. Yeah. Used to be uh, one entity could not own all of these different media outlets. Mm-hmm. You know, there used to be a thing, like, where that just. Monopoly and monopoly. Yes, on and I don't know what's happened in this country when it comes to uh, that. Now it's politics and It's so convoluted, man. Yeah. Like, there's so many, like, like Universal, like, will own. Universal and NBC. Yeah. yeah, they have all the, the yeah. Well, you know what I really like sucks is trying to find different means of putting your media out yeah. there. Now that YouTube has taken away the ad revenue on wrestling content, that screwed over a bunch of companies. Mm-hmm. I don't like, know how that like that. I think that's gonna be like I've read some stuff about that, and there might I mean that might not be the end of. Of the, you know. But for like a, a company like if if Impact loses their TV spot, let's say, and Ring of Honor takes that TV spot, maybe Impact starts going back to like explosions online, and they're just doing content online. Mm-hmm. But they're making ad revenue to keep them afloat. Who, why do you need YouTube to go out and sell your own ads? Yeah, you know. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's, it's a great easier. platform, yeah. and yeah, more people go to that. But if you know, you don't have to have, you don't have to be on YouTube. There's other yeah, other I, ways of doing it. Impacts on Fight TV as well. Yeah, I just, I mean, and I Fight TV's great or whatever, but, you know. I'm just on. thinking of, like, easy ways for yeah. fans to watch your product. Yeah, because it's yeah. also a monopoly, because you have Google, so Google and YouTube and Gmail, everything's kind of linked, so you get pushed up to the higher level, to, like, when you do search engines. Lula! Shut up! She didn't even budge. Hey, shut that damn dog up! For, for, for content creators, it's never been easier to distribute your stuff as it is now. Yeah. But that's yeah. the difference is what, what you were saying is before, and I don't agree that pro wrestling should be labeled as not appropriate content for advertisers across the board on YouTube. Like, that's really unfair and messed up and backwards way of thinking. Yeah, like, it's like painted the, with a really broad yeah, brush, Yeah, the policy right? is just stupid. But MMA like, is stupid. okay, right? <laughs> yeah. But the, the policy is just very stupid and, and, and ridiculous. But at the same time, there's nothing to stop you from going out and selling your own ads and distributing right. it through Vimeo or mm-hmm. through a podcast or through, you know, whatever you want to do. Or even you're still distributing on YouTube. It's just yeah, yeah. you're well, selling yeah, Exactly. Ads. Like yeah. you can sell pre-roll yeah, for YouTube. Right. It's just the, the difference is these companies were used to putting their videos on YouTube and clicking the advertise button and getting free money for it. Like, yeah. Essentially free yeah. money for and and they should still have as much a right to do that as every other person on YouTube mm-hmm. has. But there's nothing to stop them from going out and selling some like 
they can sell a couple ads like they can get a couple advertisers for a month and more than make up for that money that they lost on that YouTube revenue. Yeah. revenue. The problem just is like work, now man. that and I was just going to say that now you have to put in the work where before you just uploaded the video yeah. and yeah. the check came. Like, now okay. you have to go find sponsors that are uh, willing to. We got to work harder. Yeah. <sighs> Do you know like all those ads that Dragon takes out? Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know. Oh man, you should have heard him this weekend talking about oh, stuff. No. Him and Sammy Callahan were having like a whole discussion because Sammy does Pro Wrestling Revolver, so he's like picking his brain and like, yeah. man, you know how much more marketing you could get and how much all this stuff, and he's just like, I don't care. Oh, Super Dragon, <laughs> Super Dragon, Super Dragon's yeah. like, I don't care. Right. <laughs> Sammy's also now uh, just got made uh, CZW charge of creative for CZW. Yeah. Oh, good. Yeah. He wants nice. to come back and solely talk about that. DJ's just gonna do like the business end now. Is he still coming out here for championship wrestling from yep. Hollywood? Yeah. Because mm-hmm. yeah. he's trying to learn that business end from Dave. Mm-hmm. Right. So. Okay. But, yeah. So, yeah. Any, any other news? That is it for Xbox 12360 News. So, follow us on AfterBuzz TV. Uh, follow us on Twitter, The Real Xbox, IG, Xbox 12360, and Facebook, Xbox 12360 Show. And don't forget to uh, rate us, subscribe, and leave all comments on iTunes, five stars or better. And. Uh, Six stars. Well, don't, no, no, don't just, do four. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just do five hey, stars. Hey, everyone, it's, it, it is really important uh, if you go on there and, and, and leave us Show a, the love. Yeah, leave us a review and put us over huge. <laughs> Humongous. Be like Kenny Omega and leave the first six-star review for this. Oh, nice. There you have it. You broke the five-star scale. <laughs> wow. So, hey, hey Mark. Yes, sir. Do we need to take a break, or should we go right into uh, should we go right into NXT? That's up to you, boss. You know. need a break? Let's take a break real quick. All right. All right. All right. We'll be right back. We'll talk about NXT Takeover and Backlash. What's up, party people? Roxy Stryer here from the Tomorrow Show with Kevin Undergaro. We're your twice weekly broadcast of one man's midlife crisis and the mad millennials in Star Trek uniforms that follow him. And I'm one of those millennials, Lauren Legrasso here. We've had some amazing guests like Russell Simmons, Ileana Douglas, and Craig Gass. Coolio, right? Christian Blatt in the house to tell you to go to thetomorrowshow.com to check us out. We're live every Monday and Thursday from 10 to midnight Eastern. That's thetomorrowshow.com. Be there, be square, whatever that means. Hey, we're back here. <laughs> we're back here on Xbox on 12360. That was great. No, that's, that's hell cool. no. Hell no. Baby, um, baby Lula. Baby Lula in the house. Strikes again. Wrecking the set with Baby Lula. All right, we're back here on Xbox 12360, and uh, we're going to talk about NXT TakeOver, and then uh, we're going to talk about Backlash the next day. So... Um, Hey, You're saying the Allstate Arena before it was the Allstate Arena. Was the Rosemont Horizon, and uh, regardless of what you call it, it's pretty much for years and years been just about anyone I can think of's favorite venue to perform in because the people are just insane. I mean, you can barely hear yourself thinking there sometimes. I've heard so. when I've heard wrestlers talk about it, they talk about the sound. Yes, the yeah, it's the acoustics. It's, it's like the loudest building. Yeah, man, mm-hmm. and. I, I'm pretty sure it has a lot to do with not just the acoustics in the, the building, people. but the people <laughs> of the Chicago area. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So um, let's get started talking about it, though. What how, attendance-wise for for NXT Takeover? How 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 do we do there? I don't think we know the attendance, but it was close Did to a TK, sellout, if not. Yeah, I'm, I'll look it up again. Sorry. Mark. Yeah, but for me, 
my wonder, I mean, we'll get into this, but do you think it affects the show when you do back-to-back shows in the same venue? Because mm-hmm. I thought the crowd was kind of low for Backlash, and I didn't know if it's because they spent all their energy at NXT. I think it's. Uh, I don't think it. I don't think it makes a difference between. And I think that Brooklyn's proved that the past couple of years, and Orlando proved it, and San Antonio proved it. Like, it's such a different crowd that goes to the next two show, and it's it's the the people who go to take over are people who want to see NXT. Yeah. And they follow. They watch every week. They know all the people. They know who they want to win. They're rooting for people. They want to see athleticism. They, like people who watch NXT care about the wrestling and they care about the card and so they're just going to go the backlash uh crowd the, the pay-per-view crowd for wwe and even like the raw and smackdown crowds to a certain extent they go because it's wwe's in town yes and it's the place to be or it's the it's the event to be at when it's in town and it's a big event like that it's just like when you have when when they're here even for a raw not not just the pay-per-view but for mm-hmm. a raw or a smackdown here in la you know, I mean, everybody shows up. Oh my up. gosh, everybody! All kinds of celebrities, and, and that's that's honestly one of the great benefits of WWE is any pay per view, any Raw, any SmackDown. You can feel like there are people who can be like, oh, "I've never been to a WWE show before. I'm going to go," or "Oh, I haven't seen WWE yeah. in ten years. I'm going to go." Yeah. And you can go, and you won't be lost. You'll know who most of the people are, or you'll be recognize certain yeah. people. You can't say that about NXT, and that's not a detriment to NXT. That's a benefit of what WWE is. Yes, it is, and uh, I'm pretty sure there's a there's a there's a substantial overlap in the people that go to both shows. Sure, absolutely. But, but they're still hurt. distinctive. Like, there are, like you're saying, there are some people that did not go to Backlash that were at NXT. Yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. Not the other way around, right. probably. Right, right, Or maybe, but I mean... Well, yeah, there's a lot of people who just want to go see TakeOver that didn't care about the, the Backlash card. They just want to see TakeOver and they don't really yeah. care about going to WrestleMania, you know? But I don't think it hurts, like, especially like the SummerSlam weekend. Like, it doesn't hurt them to run the same show yeah. like SummerSlam now they're doing four shows in a row at the Barclays Center wow. you know so did they do um, did they do Raw at, at Allstate as well so did they do three shows I don't think they did Raw I don't there. think they did Raw did they go to Milwaukee where'd they go for Raw yeah, yeah. I think they did okay yeah. somewhere around there too someone close right. yeah. okay. okay I just thought for a Chicago crowd at Backlash I thought they were very not as vocal as they normally would be especially comparing it to the night before at NXT where everyone was so loud. Mm-hmm. Well, like those we're talking about, I think the NXT fan is more invested in the product, right? Yeah, Don't you? Absolutely, because you have to keep up with NXT really to sure. know what's going on. Um, WWE, you can drop in anywhere. Like the vast majority, ninety percent of the tickets that were sold for Backlash were sold before any of the matches were announced. They were just sold when they said there's going to be a pay per view in Chicago. Ninety percent of the people bought their tickets then. Yeah, yeah. talk about that, Bill, because you were mentioning that. Uh, the tickets they they sold right away, and then uh, tickets that's... sold great. They sold it a really hot clip when they announced the paper when they put the tickets on sale for Backlash. Yeah. And they're like, it's gonna be a WWE pay per view at uh, Allstate, and it's gonna be Backlash. It's gonna be on the state, and they put the tickets on sale, and people bought them in droves. And then they stopped buying them once the full card was out. And it wasn't just I mean, like you know, normally for pay per views, if they don't sell out right away there'll be, you know, the end of the ticket sales is the slowest part. Yeah. Um, but this one, more notably than past events, stalled. Because when you look at the card just on paper, you just look at the matches, 
it doesn't look that exciting. It ended up being what I thought was a really good pay-per-view. Yes. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. But you look at the matches and you're like, eh, I can skip this one. Yeah. If you're if you're a person who's buying tickets to a live event, oh, I'll watch it at home. Or, you know, like, because I feel like since the network started, since they started doing live specials on the network, they moved away from the pay-per-view model. Since the network launched, I feel like maybe maximum two pay-per-views slash live events, whatever you want to call them, like, no more than two have been, like, duds. They right. brought it every month, twice a month. Yes. You know, like, every single time. The, the the weekly TV shows might be lackluster, they might be repetitive, they might be boring, mm-hmm. but they always deliver when it comes to the pay-per-view. Because they're trying to sell that network subscription. Isn't on. there always something like, I mean, I know we're veering off a little bit, like not talking about the... the, the we got I, time to veer exactly. off. Exactly. <laughs> we, we're not talking about TakeOver and, and Backlash specifically yet, but like even, you know, on SmackDown and Raw, even when like the, the episodes are like, eh, there's always some gems in there, you know? Mm-hmm. I, I like to really look, like, I made a decision a few years ago when I was writing about wrestling for right. a living. I want to try and look for the stuff that I like and focus on the stuff that I enjoy as opposed to talking everything sucks and it just become another cynical guy right. talking about wrestling online. Like, I didn't want to be that person. I wanted to, because it becomes a job. And the attitude, you end up with a bad attitude about mm-hmm. what you're doing. Yeah. You know, exactly. no matter how much you love it. Yeah. You know? But I just, you know, writing about wrestling every day and seeing wrestling fans online every day and just, it's so, it's so full of everything sucks, everything's yeah. bad, so much I negativity. hate it. It, it. But it's not just, it's not exclusive to wrestling fans. Oh, no. It's the nature of everything, every fandom. No. Yeah. Doctor Who fans, Star Trek fans. Like, yeah. It's just, you're Walking never going to. Walking Dead, everything. The, yeah. the, the, the majority of the people who, like, are passionate enough to tweet at people to leave comments are people who just aren't going to be satisfied mm-hmm. no matter what happens. Yeah. And they're going to give, give you exactly what you want you're going to say if they didn't do it the right way. Yeah. That's you right. So, so, no, John Cena was too heelish. <laughs> what? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so so rather, than, rather than that, I tried to be like, since I watch this for a living, since I watch it every day, since I have to write about it every day, I want to be looking for the positive things, the things I like. And yeah. So I started doing that, and then I got accused of being on WWE's payroll. Uh, <laughs> you're all, damned if you say something. I yeah. wish I was on WWE's payroll. We get those comments every now and again on yeah. AfterBuzz as sure, well. Yeah, We're sure, just, sure. when anytime we talk about, like, oh, we really like what Roman Reigns was doing this week, people are like, oh, that, they've got to be paid off. You know, maybe bro. if, maybe if you're, all your hosts would stop getting hired by WWE. <laughs> <laughs> oh. You know what? Point taken. next. <laughs> I, I rescind my previous comment. <laughs> well, it's, it's really nice to see stuff like that because like you like you said everything is so like on everything even when you do a new show and you're introducing new show, new hosts on after buzz it's like oh we hate them it's like you didn't even give yeah. them give a chance a chance like two or three episodes then you can say you know <laughs> legitimate like give give give, give, give you know have some content sure. but i think it's almost harder to uh, not harder but you have to look in deeper to the storylines and stuff like that and actually see the positive like i actually like ginger ginger mahal's storyline yeah. and how it kind of slowly progressed and where he is now like that was really i appreciated that cuz it's not like oh well he looks great and oh, he must things. be working for yeah. WWE. Oh, <laughs> shut up. <laughs> well, Mom, but you know, I like I like how they kind of progressed that. So I think Ryan had a really good um, from pro wrestling. He had a really good um, tweet where he said pro wrestling sheet Ryan. Pro wrestling sheet Ryan. He had had a really good tweet where he said uh, there was an athlete who didn't really have a great storyline and like now he's progressed to the point he is now. Like it's really a positive thing. So because some people kind of stay yeah. in the. 
Yeah, well, Stage. I mean, he's holding pattern. Yeah. He's done a lot of work in the last, like, he got the body up to speed. Some people are going, oh, look what happens, you know, making, you know, comments about his physique. What's wrong with this? I mean, so, I he, so he worked his ass off and got in better <laughs> shape and died. Okay. People can throw out whatever, you know, they want, like, as far as comments about how he uh, got you there. Go. Yes, yeah. but come on. I mean, it's it's hard work. Yeah. yeah. Despite- Mainly... I, I don't care anyone can say whatever they want. I I've taken plenty of steroids in my life, people. Okay, and never looked anywhere <laughs> yeah. near as good as I yeah. or feel as good as I do now because of the work I put in now and and the and the food I put in my body and the shit that I don't put in my body. Mm-hmm. And even if you, I don't. Th- I'm not saying it. I don't think it's the case. Even if you are doing steroids, you have to put even if work. you're doing a bunch of steroids, you got to work. Yes. Super hard to look mm-hmm. like Jinder Mahal. Yes. That's gotta work. Like you get just you really do it, and the next day you have like muscles all yeah, over the place. Exactly. It doesn't doesn't happen like that. If I did steroids, I'd be like six hundred pounds. I look like you're <laughs> oh, yeah. be great. I highly recommend it, bro. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I, like straight up, like I'm straight edged and everything. But I but I, I always say like if I was like 21, yeah. I would do steroids. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but Actually, like, steroids HGH. make your. Oh, okay. No, no they don't. It, it comes back. Anyways, <laughs> well then. So well, hey, let's get to this. Let's talk about uh, NXT. NXT Takeover. Yeah, Chicago. What Jimbo, was the first match. The first ma- uh, who's got the match? Oh, <laughs> first match was uh, United. Which one? No, go ahead. Oh, uh, the um, Tyler Bate and Pete Dunn. That was oh, that's, 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 that's what they had on. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, uh, Roddy versus Eric. Yeah, it's Rod- Roderick, Roderick Strong versus Eric, Eric Young. Young. And I, I noticed that Roderick got a hell of a reaction. Yeah, hell of a reaction. Well, Chicago's. Loved Roderick. The first time I ever saw Chicago, uh, Roderick Strong wrestle was in Chicago. Yeah, um, yeah. Chicago Where was was that? Ring of Honor. Ring of the Honor. Year, uh, the first Dragon Gate Six Man, huh. Supercard of Honor. The one where uh, that was also the weekend where uh, Danielson defended the title against Lance Storm. Lance Storm came out of retirement. Yeah. Well, first I want to I want to congratulate uh, Roddy and, and uh, Marina Schiffer. Yeah. Is that how you pronounce Shakira, her last name? Yeah, Shakira. on the on the birth of their uh, new baby. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I want to get that out of the way right now. Oh, and then congratulations to Xavier too. He yeah. had a baby too. Oh no way! Yeah, he was talking awesome. about him talking spec. Yeah, last night. briefly. Yeah. I, I love how he does that. Cool. Nice. That was that was that one was a real under the radar one. Yeah, it was like, I have a new baby, and I was like, what? Yeah, yeah. Didn't even know he didn't even know he was pregnant. <laughs> wow, you guys. I, I would have guessed Big E. I, I appreciate y'all laughing at that. That's very nice of y'all. Oh, so tell us, talk about the match. What did you guys think of it? I thought it was solid. Yeah, I, I, I did too. I thought it was, um, I mean, Eric Young continues to be like just so good and so That's useful. Right. Um, and I think that he's got like the second second or third best elbow drop in the business right now. <laughs> he gave me that elbow drop on top of the cage one time. Oh. It was great. I, it was it was Scott and Kevin and I versus, uh, oh Jeff Hardy, RVD, and and, and Eric Young oh, wow. on TNA uh, television in a cage. Wow. Did yeah. it hurt? Huh? Hurt bad or what? No, it was mine. <laughs> Actually, I think it was fine. I, I wonder if it hurt him. But, him hitting you with an elbow hurt well, him. Well, on the hip, it hurt you. Yeah, oh, man, yeah. that was a long okay, ass way down. I was like, oh. But I, I don't want to go up into the weeds on that. We can talk about that some <laughs> other time, but. I just thought it was a real solid match and a, and a good. Uh, it was good for, for good good for Roddy. I thought well, it was good a, for both of them. Yeah, I thought it was interesting. Like I thought that Roddy would lose this one because 
it was essentially the same story they told with Ty, Ty Dillinger, and Ty Dillinger lost, like, what, three or four or five matches yeah. before he got the win over Eric Young. But, you know, I see what they're trying to do with Roddy. And yep. um, I love Sanity so much as a stable. My only fear is, and I know heels lose, and that's what heels do. My only fear is, we are we going to have Sanity take this many losses in a row this early on? And I know it's Eric Young. It's not the tag team. It's not Killian Dane. But it's still, it's a, it's, it's a little thought in the back of my head. But I didn't have a problem with the match at all. No, but you're right, though, man. We got to every now and then uh, get a win mm -hmm. to keep, uh, you know, people thinking that we're, yeah. you or, know, cause, cause we're the, credible or that we're, that we're a threat. Because yeah. the, the first year and a half, two years, when everyone was like, oh, Bray Wyatt never gets a big win, I'm like, that's not what heels do, man. You, right. Heels don't win the blow-off match. But now that we're like three years in, I'm like, okay, maybe he should have won one or two of those. Yeah. 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 I do, I, you know, the, I couldn't help but... Uh, I think when I when I see Sanity, I, I do see a lot of uh, like Ravens flock. Yeah, yeah. but I love Sanity, man. They no, no, great it's great. I, I don't. I'm not saying that in a bad way. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm saying I, I it in the yeah, best way because I like same the aesthetic. Raven flock stuff. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, and I think and you can just do just about anything with Eric Young. Yeah, you know, He's, he has done everything. Very well yeah. rounded. Yeah. yeah, man. No matter what you put, what you give him to do, he goes all in on it, and he does a great job yeah. with it. I mean, he's just his crocodile hunter thing, yeah. where he was the, you know, what was he doing? Was like the, he was doing the the National Geographic. Yeah, show. that yeah. thing. Yeah. But, but um, like, don't fire Eric, Super Eric. He's sure. Team Canada. Team Canada. Yeah, anything. You know, like you said, anything I knew you he, give was, him, he knocks it out of the park. He was the money guy, in my opinion. Team Canada. Him Absolutely. and him and Bobby Roode when they were like trying to push that A one cat. Remember that guy? <laughs> I remember A one. Yeah. Yeah, was a nice guy. Yeah, sure. But it was obvious, like okay, to me it was like. Looks wise, Bobby Roode was the guy. Like, but the all around, uh, I felt like Eric was the guy that was going to show. Yeah, I couldn't wait to see Eric Young back in the ring again. Yeah. Yeah. Anytime I saw Team Canada, he <laughs> he was the reason why I wanted to keep seeing him. Yeah. I, I love it. I love his new finisher too. His current finisher. Yeah. The wheel barrel neckbreaker. Neck yeah. I, and I, Roddy I couldn't Stone, believe he, I couldn't believe he did it to No Way Jose that one time. No Way Jose is enormous. It's a big boy. Yeah. 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 But, but Roddy, Roddy is like I've said this in the past about Roddy. I'm like, man, I don't know if I'd make backbreakers my gimmick when I get in there and work with these bigger guys. It's harder, you know. Man, he sure seems to be able to pull He's those things up on just about anyone. That freaky Roderick strength, yeah. as Excalibur would say. Yeah, man. So uh, you know, because he finished him with the end of heartache, right? Yeah. yeah. And that move alone is crazy. Yeah, it is crazy. When I see indie guys get to WWE and they let them keep doing the moves that they did on the indies, I'm blown away. Yeah. Well, it's probably, probably when, if he gets called up, he probably won't still well, be like, doing Well, like, in the Cruiserweight Classic, the moves those guys were doing, like, no one had ever seen, like, Poison Ranas and stuff like that. So I was like, oh, man, they're getting they're letting them do this, and they're not even, like, finishers in these matches? Yeah. That's insane. That's wild. <laughs> I was really happy. Brian Kendrick did a burning hammer. You know? Didn't win the match with him. Uh, you, hey, I noticed... I, I when I was watching the, the the first match with Roddy and um, and Eric, I was impressed with the with the fire that Roddy was showing. Like when he's making his comeback and everything, sure. good stuff, man. Nice comeback, good flow. Uh, you know how the, you know we're using everybody at ringside that was involved. That, it was I a like great that. great use yeah. of everyone. Yeah, I loved. Yeah, I really loved. Um, Didn't they when like... he sent Eric into the the other two on the outside? Yeah, yep. um, that was great. Really but yeah. Roderick, I think, is finally to the other side of every time there's a big indie guy who comes in, 
there's a transitionary period where it's like, what are they doing with this guy? I don't really get it. And they and they have to learn what they're doing at NXT. Yeah. And I think Roderick's finally to the other side of that where now he now now we understand what he's doing there and he understands this is what this is the role I'm playing and this yeah. is what I have to do. Yep. And uh you know the it was a hell of a match, first match. Mm-hmm. Then we get to the second one. <laughs> Peter Dunn and Tyler. Tyler Bate and Pete yes. Dunn yes. stole the effing show. The I weekend. loved this match so much. And yeah. Told the, told the perfect story. Told the exact story I wanted them to tell. But I was just... Because I've been so impressed with both of these guys since since January, since the, the UK division started. And I... I didn't even know that they were capable of a match this good because they just knocked out of the park. It was amazing. And they did it in, in here in the States. It wasn't like they did it in England where, sure. like, that's their element and mm-hmm. those are their people, and you know. And they and they pulled in that entire crowd by the end. You could tell at the beginning the crowd wasn't necessarily super invested in it, but they were at the end. And then they were all standing up and clapping. Man. Yeah. And, they, and they didn't, you know, even though they weren't, like, like you said, super invested or however you, however you want to put that, they stayed the course, you know, uh, with the wrestling in the beginning and, and, and all that. And it was just a perfect mix of, of wrestling mm-hmm. and brawling and, and hard hitting and, and, the, and enough flying to, you know. I, I, think, I think this is the perfect counter argument to uh, Rip Rogers thing that he yeah. was talking about. You had everything that you could possibly want from a modern wrestling match without it being ridiculous over yeah. the top crazy. Yeah. And every everything Tyler else. didn't even do the Fosbury flop dive. That's that right. he's that is so incredible. And I kept waiting for him to hit it. Well it was it just it wasn't I mean, if something doesn't fit, man, why sure. we shouldn't shoehorn it in shoot shoehorn it in there. Yeah, you, you don't have to do everything. Yeah. And luckily these guys are to the point where they don't have to do everything. Yeah. They're so good and they're they're established that they don't have to. And Tyler's like twenty. Yeah. <laughs> I've been I've been a huge proponent of Tyler Bate ever since I saw him at uh, Chikara about I don't know it's three he was seventeen yeah you know and I talked to Regal like about King him back the then and they're just like hey no obviously you know he's got to get a little older and and that's all it took yeah. I mean it's just you know ever since I like my run there uh, after that they were really hesitant about uh, hiring people that were a lot younger. You know, just because we're not as... It's, it's hard to handle that, man. Oh, yeah, for sure. You know, I mean, look at what happened to Teddy. And, and, you know, after me, like, Teddy Hart reinforced <laughs> yeah. why they shouldn't hire younger people. Well, but, and then the next notably super young guy they had was Drew McIntyre. Uh, okay. And he wasn't old enough to handle it because of how that ended sure. his first run. Yeah, but... I, and, and I... And I know Drew a bit, and like things are, I think he's doing just fine he's now. He's amazing. Yeah. yeah, I mean, that him taking a few years off is the greatest thing that ever could have happened to him. Yep. Yeah. It's scary to do that, man. When sure. you're in that WWE family, you guys, you, it's hard to imagine life outside of it. Yeah. Because that becomes your whole life. Well, Jinder Mahal was recently talking about because you know Drew McIntyre got released. He traveled the world. He became one of the most sought-after best wrestlers in the entire world. Yep. Jinder Mahal got released. He talked about he sat at home, didn't know what he was going to do, got into real estate, got yeah. fat, of his own words, you know, and yeah. then and then getting that second call from he, he he said he got a call from Impact and he got a call from WWE on back-to-back days. Wow. And and 
that was the first time in two years he'd heard from anyone. Yeah. You know, and that really lit a fire under him and remotivated him because this is the only this is the only thing he's ever wanted to do. So he went. I mean, he was working on some indie dates. Like, yeah. Like, but not what Drew Galloway was doing. Yeah. And I just I remember when they were when WWE was here. Uh, it was Staples or Anaheim. February. I, yeah. And uh, and I saw. Jinder's match. He asked me to watch his match, and I watched it. And like he came back, and I told him what I thought. And there were some things that, like, you know, I'm like, hey, you need to work on this, you know. And uh, you know, I, I tell you what, man, he listens. You know, you take you tell him something, and um, then you watch him go out afterwards, and he's not doing, he's not making that same mistake again. Um, anyways, we'll talk about Jinder later. Sure. So, um, well, my favorite part of this Pete Dunn match was yeah. at the end when Tyler goes for the dive. Pete Dunn steps to the side, he hits the floor, the throws him right part. back in the ring, and that's hits him finish. with his finisher, and pins him. I it's love like, that. How can we get any more logical when people are like, Well, in a real fight, what would you do? If this was real, what would you do? What would I do? I wouldn't catch the guy diving, and that's then I'd throw him in and pin <laughs> him. That's always my favorite uh, spot that Samoa Joe does is when he just walks away from somebody doing a dive. Oh, yeah. Dean Malenko used to do that. Nice. Like, when it wasn't, yeah, it wasn't nice for the guy that <laughs> he just sidestepped and that guy ate. Ate a pile of crap on the outside of the ring. Oh, boy. But, um, yeah. Great, uh, just, great finish. I just finished. I was like, what a finish. Yeah. It, it was perfect. And, and it's just like, it tells you, it was just a great way of using a dive. Okay. And, and I, you don't see it. You know, you know, a dive is like, a lot of times it's obligatory. Mm-hmm. Is that, does that make any sense how Absolutely. I just said that? Yeah, absolutely. It's like a compulsory move that you do in a, in a gymnastics routine or something. <laughs> You know, so uh, excellent. I can't even talk about uh, enough. People are talking about match of the year for that. Oh, it's definitely a candidate. Yeah, yeah. definitely yeah. up there for sure. Yeah, and I think maybe the thing that would keep it from really being that is just it's not the grand title match that would you. Well, it is a title match, but yeah. but it wasn't you know the main event of yeah. a WWE pay per view. Right. It was an well, NXT. I mean, people thought that the the last year's match of the year was Sammy versus Nakamura, or two years ago, I guess. Two yeah. years ago, wow, yeah. two years ago, two babies crazy. ago, but... too too old. Wow. Uh, but uh, you know, that wasn't for anything. Right. That was just Nakamura's debut, and that was match of the year. So it's just. I mean, there's a lot of year left, but I mean, it's definitely in the conversation, in my, in my opinion. And I like what this does to set up for the UK show that they say is coming eventually. <laughs> yeah. Like, because here we have uh, Tyler Bate, who was the very first champion, having to come after this this war horse of Pete Dunne, and I think it, it's a great first rivalry to lead this show off. Sure, I love it. And they've kept these guys apart because they were the finals of the tournament. Yeah. And they've kept them apart ever since then. It was brilliant. They, this entire arc. Oh, so they haven't even had matches on the independent scene. Ah, in uh, probably maybe England? on the Indies, but oh, okay. not as far as WWE TV, they gotcha. haven't. They haven't touched. So it's been really... happy for Pete Dunne too because like all the focus has been on Tyler Bate and how great Tyler Bate does and you know it was just well they told Pete Dunne's and... story so well when he had his big heel moment yeah. at the tournament and, and wrecked people and Regal and Triple H had to give him a talking to and it's just they've done it so well I think that's my favorite thing about his character is he's as legit as you would get like if you were in a real situation what would you do <laughs> I'm going to take this guy out because he's who I have to face in the next round, so I'm going to take him out right now. I'm not going to catch him on the dive, so I can throw him in the ring and pin him. He's logical about things. And and done. one thing that NXT is really good about training people about, and one of the reasons I loved uh, Breaking Ground so much, 
is they really understand, and obviously they understand because it's WWE mm-hmm. and it's people who've been doing it forever, but they understand that wrestling, wrestling is the least important part of wrestling. Mm-hmm. And and I think that, that the stuff that Pete Dunne does is going to get him so over and so popular. And one of the little things that he does is biting the belt, mm-hmm. holding the belt oh, in his yeah. mouth. Is such a he's he did it on the indies. He's the only guy I've ever really seen do that. You know, like the Dudleys used to wear the belt around their necks or whatever. Mm-hmm. But like, he's the first guy I've seen who just comes out like holding the belt in his mouth. I think, and that's such a little thing that's gonna get like yeah. kids are gonna see that. They're gonna be like, that's cool. That's fun. Like, and the way he smiles with the mouth guard yeah. in. Yeah, exactly. He just looks like a badass dude, man. Yeah. So yeah. good. Well, yeah, great for these guys. Great for. Great for everyone Great that for was watching, right? <laughs> Great for the fans. Yeah. What and was after that again? Next there was up, a, 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 the Oscar, right? Uh, yeah, the WWE Women's NXT Championship. This I, is really good. I, uh, I remember right after the, you know, Don and, and Bate match, I was like, hey, NXT, on Twitter, I was like, hey, NXT, lock room, follow that shit. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and, hey, I that was... I don't know if if, the, if this lived up to it, but it, man, that was a tough spot for yeah. those girls to be in, yeah. and I thought they did a hell of a job. Yeah, really great. I think they, I think this match was booked perfectly because they just never let up. It's yeah. just boom, 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 and Nikki Cross's offense is so exciting and so crazy, and and just like it was nonstop, and yeah. they were throwing each other around, and and you know like every time someone. would catch your breath also be there to kick him in the face mm-hmm. you know yeah when do you think she's gonna feels like she's been there for a while when do you think she's gonna i think she's the main roster i think she's gonna go after SummerSlam. i think she's gonna drop the belt to ember moon and then move up really is I she was still undefeated say, yes oscar yeah she's past goldberg's streak uh-oh so she beat she's way past tatanka's then right yes <laughs> yeah. i think uh what is her name now it's not daria anymore was, uh, Sonya, Sonya Deville. Deville. I think Sonya Deville dethrones her. Nice. Or when she goes to the main roster and is tearing shit up there, Sonya's the one that comes up from NXT to dethrone her because she's got a legit fight background. She is basically like the homegrown Ronda Rousey of WWE. They mm. found someone who had a legit fight background that they could mold the way they wanted, mm-hmm. and she's going to be a huge star there. Yeah. But yeah, I think they need more women in the main roster. Yeah. I really liked how before Asuka even came out when Nikki Cross and Ruby were in the ring, they were jaw jacking nose to nose and the ref had to separate them. I'm like, yeah, this feels like a real fight. Like, mm-hmm. you're ready to go. And Ruby did great. Was that her first debut? No. She okay. was uh, she was uh, NXT TakeOver Orlando. She uh, was part of the 4-on-4 four, four four match. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, but she didn't keep from Chicago. No? She's from Milwaukee. Uh, okay. or I knew she was from Idaho. Oh, she's, she was from right around there, though. Yeah. She used to be Heidi Lovelace on the Indies. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. She's great. She's yeah. so good. What else? What, what was next? Next. Uh, oh, I have to <laughs> like, uh, The NXT Championship match, so Bobby Roode. Right? Bobby. Yeah. Bobby. Yeah. Yeah, Bobby. Yeah. Hmm. What did you guys think of that? Yeah. I... Not everybody at once. Put the heat on you guys. <laughs> I, felt, I felt like by the time I got to this match, I was so, I don't know if the right word's like exhausted. But oh, like yeah. I've yeah. seen, like it was so amazing and, I, I, well, not obviously, but I really loved the girls' match and I was like, okay. And then it's like, oh, there's more. Like it just felt You're like, spent? yeah, it just felt like, okay, I can't right now and I'm going to passively watch it and I wasn't really actively in it. This was the match I think that people were least interested by. Um, Going into it? Yeah. Yeah. I because think so too. 
it's really obvious that the the, the direction for Bobby Roode is Drew McIntyre. Like it's really obvious that yeah. Drew McIntyre's the guy to step up to Roode. Yeah, and and probably take the title. Like it's pretty obvious to everyone watching it. It's also, I, I think that they could have had a Tommy win here, put the belt on him because a Tommy needs something. He has had such a horrible streak of luck, and it's such a shame because he's so great. Yeah. And when he came back from his first injury and he got in that immediate feud with Austin Aries and showed that he was going to start hitting the go to sleep, he was so on fire and people were so ready to have this guy have a just a tear. Yeah. And it's a bummer that... It, it's been like this. Yeah, it's momentum has really just yeah. come to a halt Gets, almost, yeah, right? Yeah, start, stop, start, and, stop. And just, I, that's the thing, I, I, I didn't, I never thought for a second that he was going to win this match. Yeah. They didn't, they, it wasn't, I, they didn't do a good job of making me feel like that. Yeah. Just to be honest with you. And it was a very, it was a very solid match. Yeah, no, it was great. Very solid both match. Both of these guys are amazing. But it was also real kind of, I, to me, it was kind of paint by numbers, too, man. Sure. If that makes any sense yeah. to you, the I, way I put it. I think what would have really helped this match is if this had been the first title match where Rude cheated to win. Like, outright cheated to win. Because so far, Rude's, Rude's done stuff that's underhanded, and he's shown that he's an amazing opportunist, like rolling out of the ring after getting hit by the GTS. It's just like, yeah, oh, yes. oh he's, really he's crafty, and he'll do what it takes to win. But up until now, he has not cheated to retain this title. And I think that that would have gone maybe a little way towards having a Tommy safe face a little bit and having Rude's championship be a little bit less legitimate. I mean, he had to hit a rolling glorious DDT to retain the title. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, it just was Bobby Rude winning again. Did yeah. you guys... I, I just felt like there was something missing and, and Tommy didn't have... I don't know, like, there was some aggression missing or something, like, that I used to see him, like, and I'm just not seeing right his now. his intensity of, Did, like, this guy is going to come kick the yeah, shit out of you. like the fighting there. spirit, like, yeah, that they yeah. usually see. Yeah. And, like, in his body, like, I, I just noticed his body. Uh, that scar. And the scar on, 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 the, on, the, um, on the left shoulder, and uh, there's, like, a lot of atrophy, and, and like, the, it looks like there's a torn pec there, too, like... I wonder if that's if that's affecting him mentally because I it's look look I have a similar situation um, that I never got fixed and and it really messed with me up until recently like big time mentally. I'm sure Tommy's mind is all like there's so much that's gone wrong yeah. with his run with his being in NXT, and it's got to be just the most frustrating thing you can possibly imagine. Yeah. And it's not like they're and, mishandling and, him. Yeah, and everyone thought he'd be, like, the hugest yes. superstar get in so long. Yeah. Yeah, it's a shame, man. I I, I think that they were hoping that the um, the Asuka-Ruby uh, Riot match was um, going to be the one that was, like, the buffer in between yeah. that um, Pete Dunn match that... And then, and then the Bobby Roode Tommy match was gonna bring him I, back, and it just did it's not. I think, I think that they knew that this was gonna be the cooldown match. You do okay because that, like I said, this is the match that people were least excited about. That had the least suspense. That had the least drama involved, yeah. and you can't open 
you can't open the the show with the NXT title. But they knew that after after the Dunn Bait match, after the three way women's match, and after the ladder match, there's no more crowd left yeah. for the title match, especially a title match that everyone knows the outcome. The title, I don't think the match should have gone that long too. It went too long. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, well, you were saying like there was no intensity. I yeah. think that. They just went out and had an NXT championship match. Yes. They didn't have a match that was Bobby Roode versus Hideo Itami. Yep. And that's what they should have had. Itami should have come out just wild, crazy, hitting him as hard as he could. Roode doing everything he can to be a chicken shit heel. Yeah. But they didn't. They just had a championship match. Like I was saying, when I said paint my numbers, it was just, it seemed very template to me. It didn't seem like anything strayed too far from the actual template. So... And I, I'm not trying to be like, you know. I think we all felt like that. It's just, just like, eh. that's just how it <laughs> came off. Well, that's like how TK was saying. All her energy was drained by the time that main event came on. That's how I felt at Backlash. I think like all the fans had been so like, oh my god, by the NXT show that the entire open of Backlash up until AJ versus Owens, no one really cared. Mm-hmm. It seemed yeah. so. So I um, let's talk about the the main event. Yeah, yeah. So looking forward. To, I was so looking forward to it, and it was great. I loved it. Um, Gargano and Ciampa have start to finish have one of the greatest stories in WWE in years. Right on. Yeah. So. They, I mean, like I wasn't following it that close, uh, and I couldn't understand. I mean, I knew they're a hell of a team, sure. and I like you know on their own separately, uh, but I didn't. I not following it I, I just didn't I wasn't getting it like I was like man what's the big deal and then I sat and watched yeah wow yeah these guys they're running on all cylinders Bill yep them, good, them, and, them and the revival and uh, the authors have really just taken tag team wrestling to like the revival has realized like fully realized what tag team wrestling should be and they have given that to the authors and they've given that to DIY and it's just so exciting to watch. And uh, uh, the authors, I wasn't getting that either at first. Like, I just thought they were just two big, I thought they were twins. Right. Yeah. You know, just two big twins that were like, okay, they're big, so we're just going to stick, and they look like each other, so we're going to stick them together and put yeah, them in sure. these black outfits and stick them with Paul Ellering, and that's going to, you know, they're going to be like the on Bay Road Warriors yeah. or whatever. Um I okay, I'm a believer now. Yeah, they're great. Yeah, they're yeah, they really, really improved a lot. Yeah. One a of my favorite lot. one of my favorite things about the Office of Pain in this match is early on it seemed like they were kind of afraid of heights <laughs> with the ladder like of their size on That's the okay ladders. Too. Yeah. yeah, no, that and, and that totally bought it for me because they were taking like kind of baby steps while the other one was like, No, 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 I got it, I got it, I'm holding the ladder, you won't fall, dude. <laughs> yeah. I, I like that a lot about it. Because, okay, like, there's a lot of things that they can't, like, okay, they're big, invincible monsters, and but then there's always, like, the elephant with the mouse that's or right. something like that. There's, yeah. And that's, to me, like, okay, or, you know, somebody being afraid of the snake, you know, Andre with the snake or things like that, or Kamala with the coffin. Remember that? <laughs> yes. So, well, uh, even when we were talking about ladders, Dave Taylor, that uh, great comedy Oh, God, there, yes. Where he was afraid of... Heights, Dave Taylor. That's an, that guy right there. Amazing. He still looks amazing. I don't want to. Yeah. yeah. You a Dave Taylor fan? Yeah, of course. Yeah, man. He was at King of Trios. Were you there that year? It was like 
Team Uppercut is like him, yeah, I saw Claudio, and yeah. Daniel Bryan. Yeah, yeah. Team Uppercut, great name. So let's get into the actual the meat and potatoes of the match. It's just rad. Yeah. I mean, I love ladder matches, and I trust WWE with pretty much any ladder match. Yeah. So they're just, I mean, it seems like I've never been in that situation. I'm sure you have. It seems like a ladder match is probably a hell of a lot of fun to put together and really easy to put together. Sort of. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's just that not sometimes... easy in the sense because you want to try and top yeah. what has been done in the past. You want to try and innovate. Yeah. But you know that you're going to get there, you know? Yeah. And trying to figure out how to use the ladders and, and, and all of that. And, you know, because a lot of times there'll be things that, you know, a lot of the ladder spots are used again and, you know, and that, and then to try and come up with something that fools the people or that catches them off guard you, using the ladder. That's uh, that's why in this match when he hit the German suplex to yeah. the ladder in the corner, yeah. I don't think I'd ever seen that before. And no. it blew me away. And it looked really that reckless, but it so crazy. It did, but I it was it was um it looked safe. And also the ladder just <laughs> splitting in half. Oh, oh, yeah. One of them didn't break. Yeah. The one okay well, the, on the double dot, the yeah. stereo dive. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and in that spot, <laughs> that was scary. Instead of just jumping down, they jumped out, and it looked so yeah, bad. They, they fell. They didn't jump, <laughs> or they jumped. They didn't fall. Yeah. That. Oh, so, I was like, oh my god! Both of them just hit their heads on the floor. Uh, the one, the one spot that I really loved was um, uh, one of the authors had the the ladder on his head, like he was going to go for the. Larry Curly three students. Oh, the, the, the Terry helicopter, Funk helicopter Yeah, spot. and then they got the meat. And then he got the meat in the middle. Yes. Yeah, like, that was that was really cool. cool. Yeah, all like really like cool Clever. stuff that you don't really see, but like not gonna kill a guy. No, no. And uh, it fit to like their characters and their moveset. That's, that's what I think. I don't think WWE style of wrestling gets enough credit for the fact that they are able to put together really crazy, wild fun, entertaining, exciting matches that are safer than they've ever been. Yeah, because they're calculated risks. Right. Used to be not quite so calculated, <laughs> Bill. <laughs> <laughs> but, okay, this is something that I want to ask your guys' opinion on. Um, looking at it from, you know, a different perspective than I do. Sometimes the, the stereo, like, spots, like, double this and that, get to me a little bit just because of the synchronized nature of it like it seems too synchronized sometimes is that something that bothers you guys or just me i i rationalize it away as if it is a tag team like diy i rationalize it as these guys are so on the same page that they know that this is a good opportunity like i get like both authors winding up on the ladder at the same time that's a little goofy yeah. But I, I, it's it's wrestling. Yeah, I think okay. for me, it's when they're just like a hair off that screws it all up for me. Like, oh, we're gonna do double hit tosses and double drop kicks, and then one guy hits the drop kick way before the other one, and then both guys roll out to the outside, and you're like, okay, here comes the double dive. Like, uh, yeah. But, so, but I didn't see any of that really. Like, yeah. okay, the double hip toss, no. double drop kick, and like you know, go to shoot at each, go to shoot two guys, go to shoot the other guys in, and they both reverse at the yeah. same time. And, the okay. do around. Oh, yeah. yeah, come on. I love well, that, man. I, okay, but I mean, it is well, 2017. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it is 2017, but I, I don't. I can't remember who said it, but it's like if you're gonna if you're gonna be okay with an Irish whip, 
you got to be okay with. Oh, anything. I think Joey. Okay, no, I get you, Joey Ryan. Here, and, and and I'm and I'm down with that and that philosophy. Sure. Um, it's just that these spots have become too routine looking. Right, mm-hmm. right, right, right. And they are because they are routine. So you're just hitting all those all the marks. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And now if we could just do these things without making them look routine. That's true. And it's doable. Yeah. It's doable. There's a difference between su- suspending your disbelief for wrestling physics and having something just look like a routine. Right. Just choreographed. Yeah. And don't you see that a lot? Sure. I mean, I, and every everything, like, that is something that's, re- like, a tackle drop down, leapfrog, whatever spot. The international? Yeah. The internet, thank you. <laughs> I, you don't hear, you know people call it that but that's what it's called (laughs) uh yeah so i'm just all about like switching things up a little bit just to keep it from being routine and it just only could it it can only be just a little tweak here and there yeah well like um what ricochet and what um uh samurai del soul used to do and and is they would and leo rush now is doing Mm -hmm. it these flyers this is one of the things i love about the the guys who are really over the top and, and crazy about doing like flips and dives and flying and stuff is they take stuff like the international and they say okay but what if what if when we go this way I walk on my hands and then you go that way you do a double back flip like they're just trying to turn everything just a little bit mm-hmm. yeah tweak it and make it their own yeah so, or just make it different yeah so let's talk about the finish holy shit that was the story of the night man maybe the story of the weekend is uh no, but the actual, before we oh, get to the, oh, uh, the aftermath, the, the actual Them finish. both hanging yeah. on the... For me, I was like, come on, you just pull the belt down. Right. You know? <laughs> come on. I thought they did it as well as they could. Like, if that's yeah. the finish, I thought they did it as well as they could, that they each, like, get a hand on the thing, go to pull the belt down, and then they get the ladder taken away from them, so they, they have drop. to hang on. Yeah. yeah. That's why I'm surprised that the others didn't, didn't go for Super Collider. Ah. Didn't they? they? They, I mean, at that moment, like up until that point, they didn't go for the super oh, collider, right, and right. then it's like, oh, that's exactly what's about to happen. Yeah, yeah. you should call him and tell him that, Mark. <laughs> you know what? I will. I will, Sean. <laughs> now, I thought great finish, um, and then the post-match story. Yeah, was, let's get into see. That. Like that's the thing. Look, when it ended, I was like, man, I really wanted them to win. This sucks. I was pissed, and then. DIY is getting all the praise and they hug at the entrance ramp and he's like this is all your fault or he's like this is like you did this mm-hmm. and he throws him into the back of the stage or the whatever you would yeah. oh and I just instantly like Shawn Michaels Marty Jannetty yeah. oh this is gonna be good it was great and it kept getting better and better yeah. from yeah and, and a lot of people saw this coming there was something that that I I, I just I know that because I read <laughs> I read Twitter <laughs> And, uh, and people saw it coming, and that's okay. <clears throat> Excuse me. It's like, okay, when Paul Orndorff turned on Hulk Hogan, you saw that coming a mile away. Yeah. I mean, m- a month away. Right. Easy, right? So, like, when you... Did you guys see this coming? The only inkling I had was someone teasing that uh, one of them was getting their own entrance music. Yeah. Um... So I was like, oh... Johnny Gargano's getting new entrance music. That's weird. Yeah. But I never in my head was like, yeah, that, oh, they're going to split that, them up. Yeah, that happened, and then I was like, I don't want to believe that rumor at all. Like, really? Yeah. Because I, I, that was the impression I got that people were kind of expecting it to happen. Do you like that stuff now, like in the era that we're in, like in social media, where you get those little teases and those tidbits, and you're kind of expecting it, or do you prefer not to know? I like to be all? surprised. I like it both. 
I like a little bit of both. Yeah. Certain things like like what I'm talking about, like okay, going back in time to the to the Hogan and uh, Paul Orndorff turn, and uh, they did the same thing with Savage. They used the same exact recipe. Yeah. That was good to me to see that sure. coming, you know, that far ahead of time. But man, the the surprises are really really yeah. Makes it I like good. when they set stuff up, mm-hmm. but I don't like. Um, I mean, if I didn't you have don't to, know when it's coming, but yeah. you know it's coming. I, I get bummed out sometimes that I have to cover this for a living because yeah. I would like to be surprised about everything all the time. But you know, I get stuff spoiled for myself. Are you able to? Bill, are you able to watch this without overanalyzing everything? Um, well, apart? I went to film school, so I'm not able to watch anything yeah. without overanalyzing it. Yeah, it's, that, yeah. being in being in this industry as as uh, yeah. it didn't it hasn't well, ruined my movie and TV right. watching experience. But it's different. Well, it I, it, that's yeah. what I love about getting to watch NXT with Hobo every week, and when I got to watch NXT with you no. that one week, I love being able to hear it from the artist's perspective. That's very special to me because all I've ever known is watching it from a fan's perspective and then a cynical fan's perspective or yeah. a smart's perspective or whatever you want to say. Um, so I have my own opinions about stuff, but being able to hear the nuts and bolts and the psychology of stuff from people who actually create this art for a living sure. is really special. And I wish more people had an opportunity to have experiences like that because it makes me appreciate it a whole lot more. I think cool. other people would appreciate it more. And too. I mean, you know, Bill, these are still our our opinions and sure. only our opinions. For Just sure. because yeah. we're we're artists, you know, we're performers, and you know, pro wrestlers doesn't mean it's. I've heard a lot of bad opinions from wrestlers. Sure. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say. I can, yeah, tons <laughs> tons of people in our industry don't have an effing clue. Yeah. So, um, not gonna name who they are. <laughs> a lot of them are in powerful positions. Anyways, I love. We had Jim Cornette teased. on the show yet? <laughs> not yet. <laughs> I don't know if he'd come on. I love how they <laughs> teased breaking the announcing table. Yeah. And, and then, then he jumped the back. Yeah. Very cool. Oh, yeah. So good. Yeah, yeah. Like, no one expected that. Well, yeah. uh, we someone on Reddit put together a really cool tribute to DIY um, that we posted on with Spandex. Um, and uh, I didn't realize how much they put into this whole storyline. And there's a lot of stuff that I forgot about. Like, when they had their singles match in the Cruiserweight Classic... And Gar- uh, Champa went draw. to pull down the the knee pad to hit him with the, the bare knee with the knee strike, and then thought, "No, it's my friend." And he pulled the knee pad back up, and then that cost him the match. Uh-huh. And then when he turned on him, pulled that knee pad right down, hit him with it. He didn't have a problem with it. Um, stuff like that, and and, and that in every in every one of their big losses, uh, Gargano has either tapped out or taken the pinfall. So it makes sense that all this animosity would build up with Champa. These are. These are really, uh, really good little storylines. That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. It's been done so well, beginning to end. With the story of these two, like real life best friends, and you know they're real life best friends. And even in the match where Gargano took the bullet for Champa, yes, that's where I was like, okay, pretty sure this is happening <laughs> yeah. tonight. Yeah, we even knocked him out of the way of the ladder. Did you see that ladder shot in slow motion? The one he nice hit him in the shot, face. Man. Yeah. Oh my mm. god. It was a good one too, and 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 it was it was a safe one. Believe yeah. it or not, like, really. Yeah, but oh, so well done. I thought he was gonna be like busted nose, teeth on the mat. Oh, I, I guarantee like, you, he felt blood it. Blood everywhere. <laughs> that's, that's a, he oh, felt sure it, thing. but you know, like those are things that you can actually, believe it or not, like you can take a, a shot like that. You know, I'm, it's probably not good to do all the time. But. <laughs> so, Sean, they're clearly gonna have a feud between these two guys yeah. now um, in NXT. 
Do you think that either of them as singles competitors could be a fit for the main roster? I need to I need to see more when it comes to, you know, talking. Yeah. You know. What about DIY what about package? DIY as a team? Do you think they could have made it on the main roster? Yeah. Yeah. See, I think DIY as a team could have made it on the main roster. I see Ciampa as a singles wrestler, but I see Gargano more in like the cruiserweight division for some reason. Huh. I, I mean, I don't know if it's his style. But back to what you were saying about the storyline progressing and as it went on, even to the social media aspect of like we're roommates, we live together, and then as soon as all this happened, Ciampa like tweeted an empty apartment picture, like <laughs> like all done. Oh Good. my gosh. Wipe his hands. And then like he's posting pictures with Kevin Steen and everyone's like, These snakes is, is great. Yeah. It's so good. And for a guy who is kinda floundering on the indies, like PWG was like, Yeah, we really don't know what to do with you and Ring of Honor's like, Yeah, we kinda don't know what to do with you and then went to NXT and did the Cruiserweight Classic and then came back and everyone was like, Oh, these guys are awesome and now they're really getting a break. Another thing about uh, TakeOver, because we should probably talk about Backlash. Yeah, right. The last thing (laughs) is, uh, how cool is it that one of the theme songs to uh, TakeOver was Judas? Yeah. and I haven't heard, like, okay, I saw a clip of the video. Mm -hmm. And um, I can't speak to the whole song, but, man, it seems like it's got all the right ingredients. Yeah, I love this song. Yeah, like, I, I like Fozzy. I like what yeah. they do, but I, this song is like my favorite Fozzy song yet. It's good. It's it's neat to see the the evolution of Fozzy from a from like a uh, coverage of band. Well, from a Steel Panther type band, right? With Fozzy Osborne. Yeah, yeah. 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 He was when he was Mon- he was Mongoose McQueen. He was Mongoose McQueen. Like it was yeah. like this. It was a parody, right. like, and now it's like a serious band. Yeah. So yeah, listen to that. Sounds great. Do you remember when Fozzie did the theme song for TNA? No. When they tried to transfer to like the whole cross the line and like Impact Wrestling and Six know. Eyes and all that, and they had Fozzie do their theme, oh, I didn't and they put that. Jericho in the video and the thing, so everyone's like, "Chris Jericho's coming to TNA." Nope. <laughs> all right. What well, backlash so, time? Yeah, let's talk about backlash. Where do you want to start to kick don't off? Don't everyone match? don't don't speak up at once. Well, <laughs> um, Backlash, backlash is a really long show with a lot of different types of matches. Yeah. I think we should probably hit highlights because yeah. Yeah. way too much to talk about. Yeah. Well, uh, I thought I thought Nakamura's entrance wasn't that great. I think he's had better entrances at tons what of other yeah. shows. Yeah. So, yeah. That's why not? That's special stuff. Oh, like, I want him every yeah, day. Yeah, I get that. But I thought this was special. Yeah, this was his I, I pay-per-view debut. Yeah. Why not have an amazing entrance like you've had prior times and that match wasn't as good as I thought it would be yeah, Sean and I were talking about this before the show um, they should have had n- nothing against Dolph Ziggler they shouldn't have wrestled a Dolph Ziggler match for yeah. Nakamura's first it was that template yeah it was that Dolph Ziggler yeah. match template and, and Dolph Ziggler's been Dolph Ziggler in WWE for how many years now oh, we've seen this match how many times yeah. we see it every month on pay-per-view the storyline wasn't that good like even the build-up to it was just like eh. yeah yeah, and, and Ziggler wasn't a heel in it either. Brandon Stroud made that observation on Dude. Like, uh, he swiveled his hips a couple times. Other than that, it's a guy with American flag on his tights. Like, Do you think he was <laughs> trying to wrestle like strong? Like, what he wasn't? No, though. he was just Dolph Ziggler. Yeah. And we've seen Dolph Ziggler for many years. And we, Dolph Ziggler's great, but that isn't the match that Shinsuke Nakamura should have. Yeah, that shouldn't have been his debut opponent. Yeah. 
all. It shouldn't. That shouldn't have been his debut match. You know, I, I, I even like okay, even Knox uh, comeback was very bread and butter, like kind of paid by numbers comeback. Even though I mean he still had fire and everything, but it was like kind of a similar comeback that you see everyone do. Mm-hmm. Take a yeah, lot, you know. Just... I mean, mind you, instead of clothesline and he used kicks, but you know, bump, and it's flat like, back, bump, flat back. It's bump. especially a disservice because of. The five weeks or whatever that WWE has been like, wait till you see this guy, and then we saw this guy, and it's like, oh, it's just a Dolph Ziggler match. Yeah. Like, what's what's the deal? And I I think they're gonna course correct a little bit after that. Yeah, I just think okay, that was his first match. I sh- should have had a stronger get over match. Yeah. Yeah. yeah just freaking run I through mean, somebody. I, I mean, all those weeks they could have just. I mean, have him. I mean, Kurt Hawkins is on Raw now, but I mean, like, have just. Some, Toss tomato can have them. No, have them do it to somebody they don't think it's going to happen to. Yeah, so yeah, hey yeah. man, anyone can be like, look, anyone can afford to take one like that. Yeah, you know, that's some Baron okay. Corbin. Yeah, mm-hmm. look at Baron. Okay, we'll get into that because that was something I saw coming, and and yeah. uh, it's easy but to like, it's easy to predict the future uh, like after it happened. Right? If, like, if Orton wasn't champion and Nakamura would have oh. came in and just. Kinshasa and Orton. Orton would have been the perfect opponent yeah, that, if it hadn't been for the title. Yeah, like that would have been amazing. Instant and it would have cred. been so exactly credibility. That's the thing. Like you can't have Nakamura go against a guy who hasn't really won He's been well, in the middle and for been, a while. yeah, who or hasn't even, been showcased uh, as a main event so much competitor. Here, but it's all right. Even even Luke Harper. Because Luke Harper wouldn't have had the Dolph Ziggler match with him. Yeah. Luke Harper would have been like, Oh, how can Shinsuke be the guy this big, this much bigger than him? Yeah. And, you know, Harper can do some power moves and then just get the crap kicked out of him. Yeah. Yeah, I want to talk about Luke okay. Harper in a little sure, bit, sure. too. But what, do we want to jump to that one now? No, Harper but, well, versus Rowan? Or? Well, but what else? was the second to last match. Oh. Yeah. Well, <laughs> the kickoff show was Aiden English and Ty Dillinger. I don't know if anybody has any thoughts about that. Mm. I thought Aiden yeah, English's exactly. entrance was awesome. I liked his entrance. I'm glad he's getting a chance to, to show what he can do yeah. as a singles competitor. I like him. There was a time when I saw him down in Florida when he was in developmental uh, before the uh, before Artiste the Lot Millions, yeah, okay. before all that, and I was kind of, I don't know if this guy's gonna make it. Like he did, he seemed kind of like frail. Mm-hmm. I don't. That's the right and like just kind of not um, not aggressive. Like I wasn't thinking like, okay, this guy's can go out there and hurt somebody. Mm-hmm. But like then he like I noticed like he got in a lot better shape. Uh, I just I noticed him pick you know stepping his game up in a lot of different areas you know, so. Well, he's a Guerrero now. So. He's oh, he, now. is he? Yeah. He's married to. He's um, married to Shaw. Oh, I'll be damned. Huh. Good well, maybe him. some of it rubbed off. <laughs> <laughs> that was cool. And so, then, what or what match do we want to talk about? Uh, what do you think of the the um. And was it? What do they call it? Brizango. Brizango, Brizango oh, was amazing. Yes, one of the so one of the so good. Like legitimately one of the best matches I've ever seen in my entire life. Yeah, you like that, huh? Really? So, so fun. So yeah, good. it was four good on stuff. two. It was remarkable. <laughs> yeah, it was so just, entertaining. I was really it was entertaining, happy. But... Yeah, we got to have a little bit it, of that. It was it was honestly one of the biggest grab the brass ring moments I've seen in years yep. and years and years. They they said. Go out and do whatever you want, and they went out and they did whatever they wanted, yeah. and they showed not only are they probably the best comedic performers that WWE's had since Kurt Angle, Santino, 
No. Probably the best comedic <laughs> performers that WWE's had since Kurt Angle. Yeah. Just in terms of timing and actually being legitimately funny. And then, especially Fandango, went out and proved, oh, hey, by the way, we're two of the best wrestlers yeah. in the entire world. Yeah. Because we, we talked about dives. Fandango's dive in this match is one of the best dives I've seen in a long time because no one was expecting it from him. Yeah. It wasn't a paint-by-numbers dive spot that everyone was expecting, and it was gorgeous. Yeah. Well, now that you say that, now yeah. I can... Okay. But just, like... <laughs> well, TK, all, from not t- a... In- like deep in the trenches sure. wrestling fan you just thought what this is I, well I think I think I might be a little bit biased because I, I do favor the Usos sure. and I think that it was just almost doing them now that you say it it makes a lot more sense but it's almost doing them like a disservice it's just like mm-hmm. you know they, they worked so hard to get to this point and I love the fashion police like sure. segments of it but I just almost just wanted them to like have a <laughs> yeah. like like a, a fight that makes sense yeah, but, so. but, and also the Usos have been absolutely god level since turning heel like yeah. Best thing that's ever happened mm-hmm. to them. But the the spot where Tyler kept rolling slowly out of the way was <laughs> the, one of the best things I've ever seen. I was laughing it was so great. hard. And the, and the way it was so sold it was great too. Yeah. Just so getting frustrated. Just really, yeah. yeah, it was it was fantastic. My one criticism of that is that right up right after that he got up and, and gave him an Enzo Gary and then just started taking over from mm-hmm. a cell. Yeah. Like that was that's my one little nitpick there. That guy's got to keep you know got, got to be mindful of like you can't just go sell 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 okay i'm gonna hit you with a move and now i'm on top can't do that guys come on you know we got to think about things like that so and i'm sure somebody else might already said something i hope somebody else said something when they get back but you don't want to take away from the fact that the overall piece of business was excellent it, in it my felt opinion. like a playing possum situation yeah, to me he was he was faking it to do the slow roll that's okay. that was my takeaway but right. I, I get your argument too but it's yeah. just to me it's just like the car is going down the road and all of a sudden boom slam it in reverse right i don't know if that's a right well it doesn't have it's not an analogy is not right or wrong it can just be one <laughs> no, can be no, better than right, right. we know what you said but yeah. I, I just loved it I, I thought you know usos are doing the, their best work of their entire careers brizongo yeah. took their one tiny moment that they've gotten for for years right. and they made the absolute most of it they got everybody in that arena they turned them all into brizongo fans that night yeah well, yeah, even me. like non wrestling, not like 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 not super fans of wrestling. The, that fashion police thing yeah, was great. a lot of people were actually like passing that around who are not they don't watch wrestling every week because it's just hilarious. Like yeah, just yeah. to see well, that. I think that goes back to something Defari said was when you're a character instead of just a wrestler, you get way more TV time. Sure, sure. And they're really embracing the fact that they wanted to be top top wrestlers but they don't really have a spot for that so we're gonna give you comedy and we're just gonna knock it out of the park yeah the fashion police stuff started as an online exclusive thing where they're <laughs> mm-hmm. just handing out tickets to people and look at where it's gotten them yeah hilarious hey. one day h yeah. day one is <laughs> h hey, so i was watching the pregame show and they had i was at the pregame show it might have just showed this right before their match but sammy zane and uh baron corbin and you know the the, the interview segment was sammy and he was talking to I can't remember the lady's name that was That was on SmackDown the week before. Oh, was it? Okay. Yeah. Charlie? I, I'm not sure, but he just, I know he took exception to always being, you know, thought of as the underdog and that, you know, it's going to be um, another case where everyone thinks I'm the underdog. Uh, did anybody see this coming and winning? Did anybody, was anybody surprised? No. I knew he'd eventually get his comeuppance. Again. Yeah. 
Baron. But huh. I would yep. just wonder what they're going to do with him now. I have an now. idea, but I think we'll get to that. Oh. I'm a, I, I'll, tell, I'll actually tell you what I um, suggested and I got kind of laughed at. I'm mm-hmm. not afraid to say it. I'm yeah. like, you guys should think about turning Sami Zayn heel. Mm. I'm not going to tell you, like, who kind of shit on that idea. <laughs> But it wouldn't be the first time they shit on one of my ideas and ended up doing well, it and it worked. So. I, I, I disagree with that only because Sami Zayn's the only true main roster babyface they've had in since the Attitude Era. Well, then they needed to do what they just did then. That was why I was like, well, turn him heel. If you're just going to keep beating him every yeah. freaking week, you, yeah. you know, that's just you lose faith in a guy. Yeah. But he got the win now. Yeah. And then he got the win the next night yeah. or Tuesday night. Yeah, and yeah, he still what, might turn heel. Yeah, <laughs> I actually almost want to see that too because he's been such a, like a baby face, like just such a nice guy, and you know the friendships and all this other stuff. I kind of want to see what he. I like. I kind of want Sami Zayn to have Ricky Steamboat's career. Really? Oh come like, on! Like a lifelong baby face. Yep. Okay. Well, you're there's entitled. Nothing, I don't. I, I shouldn't have just. <laughs> there's, I shouldn't have just. There's just nothing. There's nothing about Sami Zayn that would make me want to. Boo him. Even though he's a ginger. Yeah. Oh, come on. And Canadian. And Canadian. Right. A Canadian well, Syrian Muslim. That makes, <laughs> it makes a lot of sense, though, because he's never worked as a heel. No. Nope. So keep him that way. But then again, you have, like, the Hulk Hogan situation. I would just... Like, I you think, turn him, what happens? Yeah, I just would... I, I, I can imagine, like, it would open up new opportunities for him. But this is just opinions that not when one of us is right sure. or wrong on that. well what I think is going to happen with him we'll, let's just go ahead and jump into it yeah. what I think is going to happen to him is he's going to win money in the bank ah. and uh, I also think not necessarily that it would come out of money in the bank but I think that man wouldn't it be great to have a Jinder Mahal versus Sami Zayn championship feud nice because you appeal to I mean you're getting the appeal to India now you could get the appeal to the rest of the Middle East with a Syrian guy who's Muslim, who's a good guy. Yeah. Not just a good guy in India or in Syria, but everywhere. Mm-hmm. Sure. Going against the guy who's only a good guy in India and a heel everywhere else. Hmm. I really like that. Yeah. yeah, I do too. I'm not the guy who came up with it, but I think it's a great idea. Who came up with it? The internet. Oh, okay. Oh, the internet. <laughs> so, uh, all right. Then there was the... Hall. Naomi, Becky, Charlotte, well, yeah. Tamina. Well, you said you wanted to talk about Luke Harper versus Eric Rowan. That's right. Yeah. yeah, let's talk about that. Yeah. Um, I just, it was a tough spot, obviously. And they went out and worked their asses off. Everything looked routine. Mm-hmm. It, and it looked like a match could have been a couple, uh, you know, 220-pound guys, like with the whole... Shoot, reverse into the corner, bandera. You know what a bandera is? Like where the guy backdrops him and he lands on the apron. And come on, man, do we really need to do that kind of stuff? There's a, there's other things we can do in there. Like, it's just, it was so everything looks. And I know it's tougher when the crowd isn't into it. Uh, But it's just when you're just going out there and boom, 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 boom. It just, I I didn't like it. And I like both of those guys. Sure. Especially, especially uh, Harper. Right, right. So from a backstage perspective, if you're in that spot, I know that, you know, that's an opportunity to steal the show. Are there ever constraints put on you if you're in that spot? Like, don't do anything too crazy. Don't burn the crowd out even more. Like, do they want you to just go out and be your team? Because I know there's agents that put the match together and they know the spot in the card. So they must have directives or, or at least an idea of, 
This is the cooldown match. It's supposed to be the cooldown match. You're gonna cool them down. Yeah. Like yeah. I mean, I could it could have been by design, but still. But that does that happen or or not? Yes, but I I look not every agent that is in charge of putting a match together really is qualified to put a match together. I'm just gonna go out and just say that right okay. now. Okay. Um, and if they put that one together, they didn't do a very good job. Okay. <laughs> I thought the finish to this was just awful. It was mistimed. Yeah, and, do... and it didn't even look like like he's hit some clotheslines that you're like, oh, man, well, he took their head line. off. Wasn't it, it the was discus? Yeah, but it was mistimed. It turned uh, into just like a... It looked like a weird shoulder tackle. Like a cross chop yeah. or something. <laughs> yeah, it didn't. It felt like this is the moment where you go to the fridge, and if you yes. hear the crowd <laughs> screaming, it's like, okay, you'd run back to see if you missed anything, but if you don't, then you're kind of good to... Hit that 10-second button. <laughs> yeah, to fix, yeah. Fix, fix everything else. Yeah, it wasn't very... But I wouldn't, like, I wouldn't judge either one of these guys by that match I guess I would try not to hold it against them sure no yeah. I mean that's not the match to judge them by right anything about the US title match oh <laughs> man Owens and Styles yeah this, I think this is the first match I heard the crowd come alive I love the fact that he's like the face of America and he's Canadian it just makes me chuckle every time I just it's perfect I don't know if he came up with it or somebody else but it's definitely a and I like how he makes people say the United States of America championship. <laughs> like, no, say the whole thing. I like when you say the whole thing. Even little things, like he won't walk on his face. When he comes out and his face is on the entranceway, he won't walk on his face. Just little things. That and he then does. a little smirk that he does. I, I, I don't I think this is the new, the new storyline for a couple of months now, but I love it compared to like last year. Like where he was just just the mean guy all the time. It's like he's mean, but he has that like sarcasm to him now, where it's just like, uh, I, can, I can roll with you. This sure. is a good one. Are we? How long is it going to be before Kevin Owens babyface? I, I, I do you think that's going to happen? I think it'll probably happen eventually, but I don't think now's the time because there's just, so few well, top level heels. I'm a huge Kevin Owens fan. All the things I just I, and I've other people have said this. I'd really like to see him freaking cheat once in a while, and he just won't do it. Yeah. And that's what heels do. Yeah. And he can say, oh, but I'm a heel that doesn't cheat. Well, then you're not really a heel. Well, we were talking about Bobby Roode. Very few of the heels cheat now. Okay. And they cheat. should. I'm not, well, saying that's, I'm not saying that's a good thing. I'm just I, saying yeah. that that's the, the state of things. Right. Like they're, just, they're heels because they are jerks. Yeah. Or they're heels because they hit someone after they've lost a match. Yeah, like Orton something. said it a couple weeks ago, Jinder's, Jinder's an ass. And it, that was it. And that's the <laughs> promo that they run with. <laughs> Oh yeah, that was the big, uh, that was the big heat, right? Mm -hmm. Huh. But I, this just, I don't know. I, I, I guess, I'm a big fan of Kevin Owen, big fan of AJ. They're both like two of the best guys there, in in wrestling. Period. Not just WWE. I, for some reason, nothing is sticking out to me about that match that is making me go, oh yeah, I, I like this spot. I like that spot anything it's because it's chapter one of their feud so i think that they knew it was chapter one and they're moving on to chapter two okay this is the first time they've worked in wwe yeah i think so at least in a like singles pay-per-view match sure. for sure yeah. it's probably, also weird probably it? did on raw yeah but... probably but it's isn't it isn't it weird that it's like kevin owens versus aj styles for a title but it's not the world title yeah it seems kind of weird right yeah so let's talk about the world title. Yeah, let's do that. <coughs> Randy Orton. Wait. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Randy Orton and Jinder yes, Mahal. Yes, Jinder Mahal. I, don't, I like this one. It's great. Is that the, the start? Well, I think 
did you predict that was going to happen? I honestly had no idea. I know Sean said he he knew, but I I knew um, I knew when I heard the commentator start you know start end uh, right from the get go. They were talking about how Jinder better get you know if he gets if if he don't pull it together, boy, he's not gonna you know. There's no way he'll win the you know mm-hmm. this one. Just the way if you go back and you listen to the commentary, sure. it They're tells painting. you yeah. they were painting the picture. They're getting you ready for Jinder Mahal to win the world title. Sure, and I was. I thought the match was done very well. It was from beginning to end. Um, it was it was very well done. And uh, going into the going into the finish, you know, the uh, the end of the match, great stuff. And the finish, the timing of the finish was was excellent. Yeah. Big fan of that. Are you laughing at Lula snoring? Or no. Are you laughing at? No, no, no. <laughs> I'm, I'm just remembering the match. Yeah. Oh, okay. I, I, I thought they, I thought he was gonna win um, maybe two or three weeks ago, just based off of how they were telling his story mm-hmm. and how they were building him up, and it's just kind of it felt like it was almost time for Randy to kind of take a moment. Sure. Yeah. So yeah, I, I felt like it was gonna happen, but the match was amazing. I definitely, but I, I noticed a lot of people in the crowd weren't. It felt like a lot of folks in the crowd weren't feeling it. Yeah, it was not the best Chicago crowd all around for backlash. But I thought that once the once yeah. the finish happened, the people were, came alive. Yeah. Crazy, yeah. Yeah. Finish, like, oh, yeah. Oh man. Yeah. yeah. They just saw something. Yeah. It was like, oh my god. And that's all you need. Yeah. <laughs> and then people they, people didn't see that coming. Nah. I mean, I did because I mean, I heard I've read read and heard speculation. See, that's the thing. I was like, I thought it was a, po- a real possibility. I had no idea who was going to win, even though I thought it was possible. I didn't it didn't make me any less stunned or shocked when it happened. Yeah. yeah. Did you? I kind of almost feel like people want to hate them, hate them, but they can't because it's like PC to. I, I don't know. It just feels like there's all these. I don't think these, anyone has okay, a problem with that. All right. No. It just feels like some people's like, oh, I want to hate you, but I really don't want to do it in front of the camera. <laughs> Why? Because it would be, even though he's not, he's not a Muslim. There might be. Uh, he's he's Sikh. Yeah. Yeah, and a lot of people confuse Sikh and Muslim. You know, yeah, a lot of people confuse everything. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I think he was. I think he was alluding to that in, in a lot of his oh, like yeah, promo, no, like sure. when, he, when he arrived in the yeah. building and talking about how you, who you, what you think problem. I look like. Yeah. 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 It's great. Yeah. The but that's Singh why I, I really love. Like I've loved it ever since Bret Hart did it. I love when someone's a heel in America and a face everywhere else. Sure, it's great. Yeah, it's a great, great gimmick. When they're a hero, when they're a hero to an entire nation. But it's like, but here in the United States, we hate you. You know, like yeah. that's so good. And I, I got a, I got a, I got a text from an Indian friend of mine on Monday. And he was just so happy to have an Indian world champion. It made me, it made me so like pumped for him. It made me so yeah. happy because it's like, man, people like, especially people of color who are wrestling fans, so rarely get a chance to be like, that's me. Like that's someone that. I can see myself. My question to that is, how do they feel that 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 person is always portrayed as a bad guy? Because they're not portrayed as a bad guy to the people that they're representing. I know that, but when, let's say, like, the the kid watching Backlash is super excited that Jinder won and goes to school on Monday, so happy that his guy's the champ, and everyone in class is like, oh, that guy, he's a bad guy. We all that, hate that guy. That happens but to you, you're like, no, but that that's going to be me. I want to be yeah. that when guy. I was, you know? When I was in grade school, I was like, oh, you like Ultimate Warrior? He sucks. Oh, you like Hulk Hogan? That guy's stupid. Like, 
It happens no matter yeah. what wrestling guy the, you like. You're, I think at the like, end of the day, as long as you just see somebody who looks like you for exactly. the first time, like then you're gonna like, well, when can I see more people? Not necessarily like a whole takeover, but once it's that one person, you're just it's great to just see one. So after that, it's like okay, we can deal with. That and I also after. asked my friend, I was like, what what do you think the difference is between this between gender winning and between when Kali won? And he said, well, Jinder Mahal looks and acts and is being presented like a real main event guy. That's Kali right. was presented as a circus freak, like that's a right. sideshow. It's like, you're absolutely right. That's, that's 100% correct. And even though there was some of the, like, well, great Kali is the hero to India, it wasn't like, I'm doing this for India. It was, look at this monster. He can't be stopped. Yep. The Singh brothers, though? Oh, How about that? that? Randy that almost killed that dude. Suplex on that table. <laughs> His reaction like, was great. Ooh. <laughs> Whoops! Hey, God, you know that guy went up really light, and they, it's easy tiny. for that to happen. It's easy for that to happen. Dude, when, both the times that Randy suplexed those yeah. guys, the first time he went up with them, I was like, "Those guys weigh nothing." Yeah. And Randy's a giant. Randy's yeah. a huge dude. So, like. You know he wasn't expecting them to not weigh anything <laughs> yeah. at all. And, it's uh, like, oh, okay. Yeah, whoops. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure the guy was fine. Oh, no, yeah, they were fine. Yeah. Yeah, but it was it was nasty looking. Yeah. Yeah. I but like yeah, like you combo. said, the, yeah, like you said, the timing of that finish was like, yep. Because, you know. Textbook. That's exactly how I would have laid that out. Yeah. Jinder gets pulled out yeah. when he gets the RKO the hit on The big pop out. with the double DDT thing yeah. hanging on the ropes and then. Boom. Yep. You sweep the rug yeah, out from underneath. You're right, though. That's a great combo yeah. of the Bollywood Boys and... Yeah. and the, well, the, the Bollywood Boys... The funny thing about this, uh, the last name Singh mm -hmm. is that um, a lot of Indian folks... So there's a lot of Indian folks in, like, the islands, the Caribbean, stuff like that. So now <laughs> it's like not only are you representing India, when you say something like Singh, then other people from other places see themselves in that position, too. Yeah. So it's the name yeah. The name of everything is just Singh crazy. is like Smith. Yeah. 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 Like, yeah. I have sings in my family. Oh, yeah? Yeah, nice. so. We were talking last night on the SmackDown After Show about what American defector should they put in their group, and we are like, Bo Dallas would be great. <laughs> Huh. And Bo Dallas is like his. Does uh, there need to his, be an American defector? Well, just like because right they always have at least uh, one sure. more in that group, and you always need like an insider that comes to your side, like Owen Hart in the Foundation. Yeah, like, or the Nation. You mean? Yeah, yeah. The Nation. Yeah, something. <laughs> I right. think Bo Dallas would be great. Huh. That'd yeah. be funny. That would be fun. Well, I, that's the end of. Uh, that was it, right? It only yeah. took us four hours to talk about. <laughs> wow. Two pay per views. <laughs> only three, actually. <laughs> hey, Bill, man, thank you so much for coming yeah, and joining thanks for us. Having me, man. I hope that's you come great. back again soon. Yeah, if you can stand me derailing your uh, yeah, show for it. I totally can. Yeah, any anytime, yeah. man. That's anytime great. you want to ask, I'll, I'll be back. Now you know Appreciate how it goes that. with Lula sleeping, that's snoring, fine. and all. She's just like killing it dogs. over here, man. <laughs> now you know the flow. Yeah. yeah. So I guess, hey, hey Mark. Yes, sir. Do we even need to take a break, or can we just... No, let's end the show. Head out. Yeah, let's head... Hey, man. <laughs> I gotta go see my lawyer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got a court tomorrow, people. Let's go home. All right. Hey, uh, we'll see y'all next week right here. On... Hey, do we have anything, like... What are the things we that we said? Get high, watch wrestling on Friday, yeah. man. Yeah, that's yeah, right. Ron, Ron, Ron Bunches and I have get high, watch wrestling at Senate Family on Fairfax. Tickets are almost... It's almost almost gone sold again. out. Yeah, dude, hop on that. Yep. Um... Ronfunches.com. Ronfunches.com, cinefamily.com. Yeah, and there uh, might be some available at the door. Yeah, what about you? Cinefamily.org. Oh, it might you. be. I think you're right. 
And, Bill, tell us about uh, what you have going on, your social media, all that stuff real quick. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Sundown Motel, and you can check out all of our wrestling coverage at uprocks.com slash wrestling, uprocks.com uh, with spandex.com. Uh, Brandon Stroud has something out almost every day of the week. If you don't know who he is, he's one of the greatest, probably the greatest pro wrestling writer on the internet. Um, nice. And I also write stuff there. <laughs> And, and TK? Uh, if you're at the CrossFit Games, the regionals, you guys can find me there this, this weekend. Um, also, just don't forget to follow us, AfterBuzz TV, AfterBuzz, The Real XPOC on Twitter, XPOC12360 on Instagram, Facebook, XPOC12360, and on iTunes, five stars are better. I know there's only five stars, folks, but you know, you oh, yeah. get what I'm saying. Oh, yeah, and also, um, tomorrow on, on The Tomorrow Show, uh, Paul Sorvino. Oh, nice. Yeah. Very yeah, cool. so tune into that tomorrow. You're like night. meaning all you. Oh yeah. Okay. <laughs> He's like, yeah. No, you mean to say anything. Sydney Poitier was interviewed. I wasn't <gasps> there for that. Oh, wow. Yeah. <sighs> Jealous. So. All right, you guys. So many levels. We'll see y'all next week right here on Xbox One Two Three Sixty. From executive producers Maria Manunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, Sean Waltman, producers Jimbo Frank and TK Trinidad, managing producer of AfterBuzz TV Wrestling Mark Donica, and the entire Xbox 12360 staff, we would like to thank you for tuning in. Like us on Facebook, rate and comment on iTunes and YouTube. Follow Xbox on Twitter at the Real Xbox and email us at xbox12360show at gmail.com. This has been a presentation of the AfterBuzz TV Network. Buzz you later.